0: it's time for the catholic high school league football game of the week on the patriot each week we'll bring you the games out of the best league in the state the chsl game of the week is proudly sponsored by mitten mortgage lending Siena heights university the student connection and alliance catholic credit union now let's send it to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast Booth for the call of the game.
3: Welcome everyone to Catholic Central High School in Novi, Michigan. Just about underway in the boys' bowl, it's the home Shamrocks and the visiting De La Pilots here today. Kind of weird to see this game on a Saturday night, but at the same time, it's kind of fun as well as the
4: lights are on and ready for some big-time football here in Week 3. No doubt about that, Jeremy. And listen, I think everybody just needs to be excited with the fact that we still do have high school football. We're happy to have it back. We're fortunate that both of these teams, to this point, have been able to stay healthy, continue to play their games as scheduled. And you know what? Yeah, it's not the traditional Boys' Bowl atmosphere. Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock here at CC, but you got to give credit to Catholic Central. They have done the absolute most they can with this event. We're going to have it Saturday night under the lights. You love the atmosphere, and it should be a great night of football.
3: Jeremy Addo, alongside Brendan Johnson, to bring you the call here tonight as we take a look at what these De La Salle pilots bring. Week one, eh, one to forget possibly, but you hung in there right. where you weren't maybe as organized, a little discombobulated because you got there late if your are De La Salle 27 25 loss in two overtimes but in a season like this where there's only six games if you're going to have a kibosh why not make it in week one wake you up you know maybe you don't want to be six and oh by the time things are said and done in a short season being too high they're right where they want to be at this point i think and this is a huge week three
4: game uh monumental right for both of these teams it's huge and there's you know prepple implications and things like that but you know, going back to DeLaSalle, where you started with, I've been on the sideline for both of their first two games. Week one versus Brother Rice, absolutely a game to forget. You don't win football games when you turn the ball over three times, when you have untimely penalties, and you just make some key mistakes. DLSL is a young team. And it was the first week with a new coach with limited offseason preparation. And that sounds like a whole slew of excuses. But for the Pilots to be in that game, to take a Rice team to overtime that was talented. And, um, I mean, obviously talented enough to win that football game, right? To take them to double overtime like they did. You're never taking a consolation in any type of Catholic League game. But for D'Elecel, they knew that they could have won that game. And that they could build off of that game. They did so last week versus Orchard Lake-St. Mary's. Dielsel looked a lot different in week two than they did in week one. Discipline. Took care of the football. Made good decisions. Those are so key, especially in these Catholic League games. You can't win games when you turn the football over. Dielsel learned it the hard way in week one. They did a better job in week two. And I think that's going to be vital for both of these teams tonight if you don't take care of the football you are going to struggle to win this game
3: 21 to 12 win for catholic central in week one versus harper woods 17 to 12 versus brother rice a tale of two games and obviously sure. you win both of them but I, I think they would have liked to get a little bit more comfortable lead versus brother rice but you look at week one that's a team full of athletes in harper right. woods it's a team that two years ago had a lot of transfers from East English Village who was kind of a perennial power for five or six years but they were able to fight off a number of things number one Harper Woods brought pressure it seemed like on every play and Declan Bile just looked really comfortable in his first game as the true starter I guess you could say because he was in a battle last year the other quarterback now at Waterford Kettering this year so it was his job. He knew it was his job, but at the same time, it looks like a different Declan Bile right now.
4: Well, no doubt about that. Let's go back to your first point. They play Harper Woods. Harper Woods, a team full of talented athletes, but only 25 players on the roster. When you have that kind of depth, it's going to be hard for you to win games. And uh, Not to just go off track for a second, but Harper Woods plays an incredibly tough schedule with limited depth. Talent is there, no doubt about it. And they're going to be good enough to win some games. But, man, tough schedule with limited depth and injuries that could get it's in the way. It's a virtual Catholic League schedule. It, it really would have been is. more if
3: they, they started on time.
4: It really is. So, um, I mean, kudos to them for playing that kind of schedule. They'll be interested to see really how they, they continue to develop as the year goes on. And this is the year to do it with everybody making the playoffs, though. Um, but back to Catholic Central, they're able to take advantage of that. They win the game. They play really well in the second half to seal the deal. Then against Brother Rice, really a different game where CC's in control, but some turnovers hurt them. It kept Rice in the game. Uh, A late touchdown uh, was able to put them on top, a late touchdown run. So CC able to prevail, but now comes to Week 3. right? You played a game where you got better over the course of the night, Week 1. You played a game Week 2 where, man, you knew you could have won by more, but turnovers really hurt you. Do you take care of the football tonight? Do you assert that you're a better team early on? You know, DeLaSalle in their first two games, they have scored long yardage touchdowns early in the first quarter versus Rice and Orchard Lake. Is DeLaSalle able to strike early tonight? Does the CC defense come out and make a statement early tonight? These are all things we're going to be looking for early in this matchup to just give us an indication of what to expect over the course of four quarters.
3: Well, a little bit later in our pregame show, we'll have our Mint Mortgage lending keys to the game here from Brendan. We'll also talk about what these two teams have personnel-wise, because the quarterbacks are different scenarios. You have Mm -hmm. two of them on the side of De La Salle. I know Chad and Sean dove into that with you week one as they covered De La Salle, but things are evolving, things are changing as those two guys start to settle in the role that Dan Roan wants them to, so more on that and more on some of the other personnel on the Catholic Central side as well, because wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, a plenty this year, starting to see a lot more skill on their sideline, rather than just trying to wham it, literally, (laughs) down your throat, like the old style CC is, and you talk to Dan Roan, and he says, hey, it's a different CC, but... That's okay because this is my first time seeing them, in in a sense, with (laughs) Salle.
4: Sure. Well, different for Dan Roan or first time for Dan Roan, but don't forget, uh, Coach Roan brought back the defensive staff that had been in place for the previous four years at Salle. So this is an adjustment for the defensive staff that is preparing for this game. That is something to definitely take of note. This is not the traditional CC offense. This has been a process we've seen evolving over the last few years where Little by little, they've started to space it out. They've started to throw more. They've went with some no huddle. They've done some different things. So they haven't been traditional wham for a good four or five years now. But this is the next step. This is going from really the tweener to they have all, they've pushed all the chips in uh, on transitioning their offense. So uh, it should be really exciting to see how the DeLaSalle defensive staff prepares for that tonight And, and how does CC take advantage of their strengths maybe to counter some of DeLaSalle's weaknesses? We'll talk about the Wildcat on the
3: side of the Pilots next when we get back here in our Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on the Patriot Kick is at the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student
5: Connection. Chris Sabonic, broker at Mitten Mortgage Lending, here with a special offer for our veterans. From now through Veterans Day, we're offering a half-point discount on all VA streamlined refinance loans. Rates for these refinances are in the low 2%. These streamlines are super fast. We close them on average in under one week without an appraisal, and we don't need income or asset documentation. Give us a call today at 734-922-2252 or find us online at mittenloans.com.
6: There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main Campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic University in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienahights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do
7: for you.
8: This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me Monday at 6.
7: Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, and then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick us up on the Radio.com app, Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at Radio.com.
9: Hey, Warrior fans. Sean Belegian here inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks right here on your Home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway, the Road Warriors' return trip, to that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 1015 and AM 1400. The Patriot.
3: Jeremy Adel and Brendan Johnson back with you, high at top. Catholic Central High School as we prepare for the Boys Bowl here today. Always a cool feel. The opponent hasn't been the same. It's kind of rotated over the last 10 years. Catholic Central though did have a game at Wisner Stadium so that probably brought back some Boys Bowl memories for them as well. Week 2 against Brother Rice, a team that they've obviously played a lot
4: in this game as well. Sure. Well, you know, like you said, the rotating opponent but obviously a special day for Catholic Central and the community and Really, high schools across the state have all been affected by you know COVID-19, and you're limited with fans and um, limited with students not being able to come to the games, and it definitely has an effect. But I want to really give credit to Catholic Central. They have the big you know blow-up monitor where you can do you can watch the game from the parking lot. So the students are still here. They're socially distanced. They're masked up. They're following all procedures and all all rules. And they're bringing their school community together to watch this game. I thought that was really cool to see. Uh, And obviously it's a great, great thing for their students and and their community. But uh, a big game tonight for both of these teams. You know, Catholic Central, if they're to win, uh, they'll clinch the prep bowl. If De La Salle wins, they'll need a little bit of help, but they'll move a big step closer uh, to clinching the prep bowl. So big for both of these teams. And obviously it's not playoff implications as everybody's in, but you know CC has a little extra pride in this game, but you just wonder how it will compare to previous years with the impact on the atmosphere of the stadium, just in terms of it's a lighter crowd. Well, I mean, Jeremy, when's the last time you've been to a game at Catholic Central and you have seen open bleachers? It does not happen.
3: Usually a big student section to our right as well, making a lot of noise, which can make a big time difference that's why you wonder how much does home field advantage really matter and i'm interested to see where we take this now because next week we announced even before the news came out yesterday about what the executive orders mean here in michigan the state was going to increase the crowd to a thousand which for some is a big deal that's a big crowd for a smaller school here not so much, but now that they've ruled, hey, in 21 days, the executive order is potentially null and void. Pretend, not exactly sure how that's going to work, but does that may mean, oh, I don't know. We see two, three, four, five thousand, 5,000, depending on how
4: big your stadium is. It'll be interesting to see what the MHSAA comes up with, and do they decide to still limit it based off a number of spectators per athlete, uh, or what direction do they go, so you really do raise an interesting point, uh, it was exciting to hear that yeah, beginning, I think October 9th or 8th was the day that fans, you could start to see that increase and get more fans to the stadiums, that's a big step in the right direction uh, for us to just continue to you know move forward through this pandemic, and obviously you don't want to go too fast, but uh, anytime you can take a step in a positive direction, I think that's a good thing, so Uh, you're right it'll be really interesting to see what the mhsa comes up with in the next few days and how they proceed forward but for now again we're going to be in a a, still a good environment you know the fans that are here are going to be loud they're going to try to make up for it and that's on both sides and you know Salle is going to travel well and their parents as much as they can are going to be here so there's still going to be an atmosphere and anytime you're playing at this stadium under the lights catholic league opponent the crowd is a bonus These are two teams that respect each other but are going to go at it tonight, and it's going to be really fun to watch.
3: I want to check some scores on our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard in a minute, but as we teased, I want to talk about this quarterback battle of sorts for the starts. It's not that anymore, it doesn't seem, because it's become kind of a straight wildcat scenario. Ford, the
4: runner, Drogosh, the thrower, huh? Yeah, so Brady Drogosh, sophomore quarterback, He is definitely, yeah, your pocket passing, your your traditional quarterback. Athletic, where he can run the ball, he can create plays, but definitely your pass-first quarterback. JC Ford comes in, and he gives you a different look. He, he runs the football. He has the ability to throw it. We just haven't seen it as much. And to be quite honest, Jeremy, I would be surprised if Cell opens the playbook that much tonight to show that. I think those are things that Coach Roan will wait to do until the playoffs come around and you need to use it. Because if this was a traditional year, that tonight meant, hey, Cell, you have to win to get the playoffs. Or if you lose this game, you're going to be in a tough spot to make the playoffs you may see him expand with everybody being in i don't think that he's going to show everything in the playbook yet i'd expect if jc ford's in he's primarily going to run the ball maybe a screen pass here and there maybe quick out route a throw to the flat keep it easy just to keep the defense honest uh, but when when deals going to throw the ball uh, i'm pretty sure you're going to see number 12 99 of the time taking those snaps and that's the sophomore brady drogosh Text some scores in your Lions Catholic
3: Credit Union scoreboard. Obviously a lot of games coming in yesterday, and we want to get to some of those non-league games that happened because there were some dandies, including a game between West Bloomfield and Clarkson, which went to overtime. But within the league last night, it was White Lake Lakeland taking a Divine Child, a win that Divine Child really needed from a confidence standpoint as well. They lost in overtime 24-21. They led at one point in that game you really wonder where divine child will go from now but they can maybe be energized by the fact that hey look yes they're 0-3 in a six game regular season but they're still very much alive and not, but they could lose every game and still be competitive and i'm sure that they're going to want to win two or three of their next
4: couple just to have a right. good feel but that's but it goes a, that, it goes sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there but it goes back to that dynamic of yeah Everybody making the playoffs changes things so much. You have life. You have life. There is no. You, you aren't giving up because things are totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I hope Divine Child is able to build off of that game to say, "Hey, we're right here. Let's make these adjustments. Let's step forward." They are more than capable of doing that. Other scores on your lines,
3: Catholic Credit Union Scoreboard: Lake Orion, a late sub for U.D. Jesuit yesterday, tough seven to six loss. For the Cubs, that was an early game at 5, but uh, right there with Country Day and Lake Orion, two teams that are going to be right there at the end in the
4: playoffs, you'd think. No doubt. Yeah, I'll be honest. You look at especially a team like U of D to go in and play Lake Orion, no time to prep. Yeah. Just going out there, throwing the football and saying, hey, let's play. Mm -hmm. Right? A lot of credit to Coach Lewis and his team. A bobble snap on the PAT, a missed PAT, yeah. is the only reason that wasn't a 7-7 game with under four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Right? They did everything they could in that game, and obviously, tough situation, not having time to prep. It really excited to see what UAD continues to do. They're a talented team, and Coach Lewis continues to put them in the right direction. A game that Lutheran
3: North needed to win after stunning 0-2, and they did. It was 55-12 to versus Liggett. On the road, Cabrini falling to Foley last night as well in our air, 47-14. We'll talk to Coach Barnes at halftime just about how this season has gone, his recovery even from COVID-19 as well. Him and Brian O'Bricky both had COVID-19, the two coaches of those teams. And Riverview Richard traveled to M- Napoleon at 7 last night. That was a big-time 41-7 to victory. This game here tonight, De La Salle at CC, a big one. Orchard Lake, St. Mary's at Brother Rice, a pretty big one as well. And Everest at Maple City, Glen Lake. Glen Lake was in the Division 6 championship game, just lost by 7 to Monroe-St. Mary Catholic Central, a perennial power. That one may have wrapped up
4: by now. It started at 430, so we'll have to check the score on that. I did see the post-Everest Collegiate. They stopped at the Sleeping Bear Dunes. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. A big game for Rice and Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, of course. You know, we talked about the prep bowl implications of this game. Um, you know, Your brother Rice, you're rooting for De La Salle to win tonight because then if Rice wins, they would clinch the prep bowl spot. Uh, if you're Orchard Lake, you're just trying to play spoiler to that hope um, and, and give yourself maybe a chance If because uh, Orchard Lake still has to play Catholic Central. So if Orchard Lake wins tonight, they put themselves in a position to play uh, CC for that trip to the preple, uh, as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of moving parts right here tonight. So it should be pretty exciting to watch. Talking about other scores, you mentioned the West Bloomfield-Clarkston game. That's another game where a missed kick. This was a field goal in overtime. Cost West Bloomfield-Clarkston won that game. That's a game you could uh, you see another matchup in the state playoffs, or that's a team that well, maybe Catholic Central could see come state playoff time as well, so those are a couple schools to keep an eye on, but overall, some really good games, and that's the one thing with starting later in the season, you know, there's sometimes those week one games, those prep kickoff classic matchups that are exciting, but Overall, heart of the season. You're seeing great matchups. We've had a ton of them on slate and another one here tonight.
3: Well, The kickoff of the boys' bowl between the Shamrocks and the Pilots is coming up shortly here. But for now, let's head it to the MHSAA offices in East Lansing. Here's John Johnson with This Week in High School Sports.
10: Caught my eye, ball hits referee, and saluting the pride of the Blue Water region. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. On any given Friday night, you can go down the list of scores and find a game that really catches your eye. Last Friday, that final score read East Lansing 21, River Rouge 6. That was a head snapper, especially if you were witness to what the Panthers did to Muskegon in the Division Three state finals last year, and knowing that the major parts of that team, including quarterback Marianne Herbowski, returned. But this is a pretty good East Lansing team with star power of its own in wide receiver Andrell Anthony Jr. and down lineman Ethan Boyd, who led the Trojans, but they had plenty of help.
0: I think that uh, Ambrose Wilson handled uh, management of the game well. And at the same time, made plays himself. So that was very gratifying. Our two inside linebackers, Nick Pulley and Lionel Martinez, did a great job of getting people in the right places defensively.
10: East Lansing head coach, Bill Farrakko. Wilson had 210 yards in total offense and came up big on defense with a fumble recovery and one of three second-half interceptions on Trubowski. And running back Asher Gregory rushed for 116 yards and two touchdowns for East Lansing. Our this week game balls go out to Riverview soccer forward Salvador De La Torre, who scored the game winner in the 79th minute in the Bucks 2-1 win over defending Division Three champion Grosillo last week to run their record to 8-0, and Charlevoix volleyball setter Zoe Broden, who had 36 assists, 10 digs, and 4 kills, as the Raiders ranked 6th in Division Three, top 10th ranked Traverse City St. Francis in 5 sets, to go 18-1 on the season. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports.
11: Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
10: Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look into the fine art of officiating with Brett Rice. We've all seen it before in a soccer game. A ball is kicked upfield, but ricochets off an official and leads to a goal-scoring opportunity. In the past, an official would swing his arms to indicate, play on. A new rule, though, would stop play immediately and restart with a drop ball. New in high school soccer for the twenty twenty one school year, when a ball touches a referee which leads to a promising attack, the referee must blow his whistle to stop play and start with a drop ball. He should also give a drop ball in two other instances. When the ball hits the official and possession changes, or when the ball hits the official and goes directly into the goal. Thanks, Brent. You can be a referee. Go to the MHSA website now to register. The closer today reflects on the life and times of the pride of the Blue Water region of our state. We lost a great friend to high school sports last week with the passing of Jim Weimer, the longtime sports editor of the Port Huron Tribune, and a registered MHSA game official to cancer at the age of 64. I certainly can't say what needs to be said in this brief forum about Jim, but one of his protégés, Tony Paul of the Detroit News, last week had an excellent piece, and you can read that Tribune online. Jim Weimer was one of the last of a breed of sports editors who was a community leader by the nature of his position, where he captured the personality of the towns around him in his writing, it was a personality in his own right. What he did so well and encouraged his student writers to do was practice writing stories that got as many kids' names in the paper as possible. Tony Paul called it refrigerator journalism because that's where the newspaper clippings went. It was a trait that endeared him to all. He was also in a class of sports writers who actually got between the lines as well for 35 years, a registered official. Most of the time in baseball, softball, and volleyball, but he added some football in the last few years while he was in stripes. Jim Weimer was a a one-of-a-kind, and he'll be missed. Don't forget, you can watch high school sports on MHSAA-TV. Over 700 games are available online this week in football, boys' soccer, and girls' volleyball. Check it all out at MHSAA-TV. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union.
12: We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade... Anywhere. The Student Connection. Uniquely designed for success. The StudentConnect.com.
0: Hugh Hewitt sees a confirmation of the next Supreme Court justice. No one is questioning her abilities, her integrity,
10: her temperament, and the
0: like. She's gonna be confirmed, America. She's gonna be confirmed. Uh, and that's going to be the story on this show from now until the time she is confirmed. And I'm sure Chairman Graham will get her through committee quickly. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. WDTK, Detroit. The Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM. It's time for the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on the Patriot. Each week, we'll bring you the games out of the best league in the state. The CHSL Game of the Week is proudly sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Siena Heights University, The Student Connection, and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Now, let's send it to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast Booth for the call of the game.
4: Novi, Michigan, the site of tonight's Boys Bowl. It's the Pilots and the Shamrocks doing battle here in a Catholic League Central Division matchup. Jeremy Otto will join me in just a moment for the kickoff of tonight's game next, here on the Patriots.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University.
9: Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Bellegian here inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks right here on your Home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway. The Road Warriors return trip To that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors. FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot.
0: This is WDTK Detroit. The Patriot. This is Randy Brown with the Patriot Detroit. And I've got some exciting news. Now in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400. You can also listen to us live on radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap News Talk, and scroll down to WDTK, The Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com.
3: Welcome back to Catholic Central. Getting ready to kick it off here today. De LaSalle back deep to receive. They will return this one. Left to right across your radio dial. 12 minutes set on the clock for this first quarter. Charlie Menser in to kick it away. He's 5 of 8 on touchback so far this year. Stanley. And That bush on back deep here is that one is going to roll out of bounds and will
4: draw an early procedure call against Charlie Menser. Well, maybe not the way you want to start for Catholic Central, but here's uh, here's a matchup we're excited to see, the DSL offense versus a very good Catholic Central defense. Both opponents have only scored 12 points on the Shamrocks this year. The Pilots have been over 20 points in both of their first two games. Let's see what the offense is able to do tonight here against the Shamrocks. Well, will it be
3: Drogash or J.C. Ford leading them out to begin things here?
4: That's well, going to be number 12, Brady Drogash.
3: The young sophomore quarterback. This kind of feels like the situation for the Shamrocks last year. Bile, a year older, it's paid off quite well. First and 10 from the 35 yard line here in the near hash with the penalty. To begin things, trips to the left, one to the near side, takes the snap, is low at the knee, looks to throw on the first down, faces some pressure as the line didn't hold up. Little swivel pass, he hits his man at the 30 yard line, curling up for a first down at the 45 and finally gallop down at the 46 yard line. That's into the hands of Devin
4: Smelter. Brady Drogosh has composure unlike you typically see in a sophomore quarterback. That time has to roll left, opposite of the throwing hand, gets a shuffle pass across his body, and they get first down yardage out of it.
3: Takes a shotgun snap here. He wants Stanley on first down. He's bottled up behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be about a one-yard loss. Bottom with a pile there for CC is Beckler-Hauser. He's been coming on at the linebacker spot. He's a young sophomore as
4: well. Yeah, that's a great job there, by that interior defensive line for Catholic Central. And De La Salle's a couple seniors starting at the tackle spots. Three juniors across the middle, the guards in the center position. A little bit of inexperience there. That CC defensive line could try to take advantage. They want a screen to the left side of the shotgun snap. It's complete. Jack
3: Janicic, the sophomore wide receiver, makes a catch as he's just shy of Catholic Central territory. At the 49-yard line there, it's a gain of four.
4: Janicek, a good multi-sport athlete for the Pilots. We'll probably see him as a sophomore on the varsity basketball team as well.
3: Third down and Six tight end in motion to the far side of the line that's Gavin Griswack. they like the way he's played so far in this year they're going to keep it on the ground though as J.C. Ford is in at the wildcat position for the first time at quarterback he scampers
4: past the 45 and up to the 40 for a first down that's the thing that J.C. Ford can do he comes in the game and pretty much LaSalle saying you know what's going to happen stop us and the kid has been that good you see it right there gets the third down yardage needed and the chains move again for the pilots
3: he's back out there again for the second straight play he has no blocking though he's bottled up and sacked behind the line of scrimmage that's gonna be a three or four yard loss there were four shamrocks converging on him bottom of the pile that time was 24 sean field once again courser was there along with a couple others including beckler hauser
4: yeah, Joe Mack, the defensive coordinator for Catholic Central, bringing in the pressure, and that's smart. When J.C. Ford's on the field, look for the Shamrocks to bring that pressure and dare him to throw the football. Dare the Pilots to go vertical with J.C. Ford playing
3: QB. Second down and a long 12 here. Ford face the handoff. He's going to take it for himself and gain the original line of as He goes right tackle. He's flattened right on the hash marks there. So that's the third straight play that we've seen, J.C. It's
4: 3rd and 10. Well, Brady Drogash will come back in here on 3rd down as Ford trots off to that far sideline. Brett Stanley, the lone running back to his left
3: hip, trips to the left side, 1 to the near, 9, 10 left to go in a scoreless first quarter. They're driving on the Catholic Central 40-yard line. Get a second play call as Drogash looks to the left. That's a DeLaSalle bench on the far sideline. Stanley going to switch hip series. Now on the right side. Whole Dro- crowd doing a nice job making some noise. Drogosh takes the snap. It's a slant pass up the middle. Initially
4: caught. Are they going to rule that a fumble or an incompletion? I think that's incomplete. Is it not? I, I think, Jeremy that they're calling that a completion Really? it looked like Tristan Nichols was the receiver that caught it, took a couple steps forward, Jack Yanechik picked up the fumbles, it was stripped from him they are calling that a completed pass you see the pilots are quick to the line here hmm,
3: well that's how quick you want to be the officials say wait a minute, the chains haven't even moved yet, they are calling it a first down so there's not much questioning either from the Catholic Central side, so they must have thought I guess it's a reception too
4: So they're going to spot that football at the 25-yard line. Wasn't he down further, though? I thought he was, too. Huh.
3: A lot of confusion. (laughs) 8.42 left to go in the first, and now the official says, wait a minute again as they try to put the down box in the right spot.
4: So they moved it from the 24 to the 25-yard line. That's the uh, little delay here. But either way, chains move first down again for the Pilots. Drogosh back
3: out there, he's in the gun, motions a wide receiver to the right side, he wants Stanley on a rush up the middle, nothing there, bounces to the outside, still nothing, still trying to whirl his way to the near sideline, runs at a real estate in the end, and a good shove out and pursuit by Cam Davenport, the six-one junior defensive back.
4: Well, we've heard a lot about Cam Davenport, very, very talented defensive back, uh, you'll see him play some wide receiver as well for this Catholic Central team, uh, definitely a defensive leader a guy you're gonna hear his name a lot of tonight at least we'd
3: anticipate no gain in the play it's second and ten he did scamper at a bounce of so the clock stops at
4: 813 so far not a lot of room for Brett Stanley the uh, the senior running back for the pilots three sport varsity athlete all-state wrestler Drogosh has the snap here backs up hurls it down the middle it's picked off
3: Picked up at the five yard line. Room to run off a good block at the 30 yard line as well. Swimming his way to the middle of the field to the 40 to the 45 yard line. And that is number five, Sam Dursa. One of your best targets on offense. He looked like a wide receiver there, and the senior took it nearly to midfield.
4: Well, Drogosh had a couple of targets there uh, one deeper to the end zone, one a little bit shorter of the pass, and he split the difference. Dursa in the right spot, makes the play. Strong return with a lot of room to run on that far side, bringing it all the way up to the 43-yard line. And, well, that's big for the Catholic Central defense. We talked about LaSalle scoring early, and what would that CC defense do? Well, now we see. force the turnover, can they capitalize? Now
3: we'll see the six, 175-pound junior, Declan Bile, come out for his third start this year. Pitch to the right on the first play. They want... To go off tackle there. There's a flag that comes down behind the line of scrimmage. Dashing his way
4: out of bounds after a gain of two was Mohammed Jaffer. Oh, it's going to come back. It's going to be a holding here against the Shamrocks. It's going
3: to be interesting to see where this run game goes because they're still going to be without their top back for at least a couple more weeks at Danny Scott. It's a guy they were really excited about. He really excelled, they said, in the offseason. Got a little bigger, maybe a few inches taller and he was a guy at points last year that kind of took over that starting running back spot. 5'10",
4: 190-pound senior captain. It's devastating anytime you lose a starter, but to lose a senior captain like that with such high expectations, that is a tough blow for the Shamrocks, and they're certainly hopeful they can get him back. And whether that's later in the year, if you can have him come playoff time, I think that's what's important.
3: First down and 20. As they mark this back to the 32-yard line of Catholic Central Territory. They'll run it again. There's nothing there. Reversing field as he was nearly bottled up in the backfield once again. Is Jaefer. Good job of the pilots to stay with it. And finishing off that play was Paul Kaliker. The senior tight end playing some
4: defense as well. Jafer did a real nice job there. Initial contact, able to spin out of the tackle and move it back towards the middle of the field. Maybe got a half yard on it, but still not to take a loss. Uh, that was a nice recovery by uh, by Jafer, the junior running back. So holding was the call to push them back 10 yards, and now we have a personal foul. My goodness. Did not see where that came from. To be honest, I did. It must have been late in the play. That must have been a late flag in because it looked like the play was over. you got to wonder if there were some extracurriculars. But it's going to be uh, first down here in a mile <laughs> now for the Shamrocks.
3: It's back to their own about 18-yard line. It's between the 17 and the 18 right now. That's first and 39.
4: Well, you'll see those pilot corners kind of play off a little bit on the receivers now. You're okay giving a few yards here. They're going to throw it.
3: Trips left, he wants that direction here as he takes the snap. That one's over the head of his intended target, Sam Dursa, the man who picked it off to get them in this scenario, right around the five-yard line, not too far from where the line of scrimmage is. He took it all the way up to the 45, but uh, right now they're backed all the
4: way to the 18. Dursa had a little space. Matt Bouchon on the defensive play for the Pilots, but Bile just overthrew him a little bit. Smart, though. You'd rather overthrow that closer to the sideline than underthrow, as that underthrow typically could result in another turnover, this time going the other direction.
3: Biles already surpassed his yardage and completions so far this year to last year. It's been some kind of start for him four-man rush for the pilots great screen passes he got it off to Jafer in stride at the 30-yard line bounces off a tackle to the near side and finally tumbled out of bounds at the 45 it was a second and a mile and now it's going to be third and manageable and about eight to go as he chunked off 30 yards down the near sideline
4: typically a 30-yard completion Jeremy is going to get you a first (laughs) down and feeling good right the Shamrocks here we'll see how they respond third and a short 10 maybe a long nine from about the 44-yard line.
3: 6.55 left to go in a scoreless first quarter. It's a bunch formation here. Twins aside, Bile takes a shotgun snap, even with his face, Mac darts the pass to the near side right in front of his own bench. It's incomplete. Good job by Beasley and Stanley to create some double coverage here on the near side line. They were looking for Dursa. It's fourth down.
4: Defensive line put on some good pressure there from DeLaSalle as well. Mason Moragan, Dylan Weaver, Just breaking through enough to make Bile feel the pressure to have to get rid of it. Will Beasley breaks it up, and after the turnover, the Shamrocks are punting here on fourth and nine.
3: Charlie Mencer in to punt it away. It's Brett Stanley, the lone man, back deep at the 25-yard line in pilot territory here. Scoreless. That punt is muffed. The pilot's going to pick it up at the 30-yard line to the 20, to the 10, and all the way down to the 10-yard line is a big-time play by Tyler
4: Gerling. Tyler, another senior on this roster, the muff punt. Gerling gets on it with composure, and it's key in that kind of situation, Jeremy. Some guys will dive and bobble it. Some will be running before they even have the football. Gerling did a real nice job of making sure, I'm going to secure this football first, then go. He's able to pick up the additional yardage, and De La gets that good field position back. It's first and ten from the thirteen yard line. The snap bounced in, and
3: then Menser kind of patty caked it down and couldn't get a handle on. It as it took a high bounce on him, and a good job by two or three gunners there by De La to get him down. They got the shotgun with their runner out there in J.C. Ford, and he is going to take it up the middle. Ford with some hard churning runs there across the 10 and to the 7-yard line.
4: Good push up front, helps the Pilots gain about 5 on first down.
3: Gavin O'Neal, the senior linebacker, summing in on defense here late for the Shamrocks. He'll align himself in the middle.
4: You know, what helps J.C. Ford a lot is Brett Stanley lining up alongside him, really gives you that dual combination. You key in too much on Ford, Brett Stanley's going to hurt you. You worry about Brett, Ford can keep it. And Stanley is going to get the handoff of the fake
3: run up the middle. Stanley to the left pylon. He got it after being upended in the left side of the end zone. Looking to save that touchdown was Mohamed Jaffer. Not in the cards, though. Great rollout to the left side by Brett Stanley. And just what Brendan was talking about, they capitalize on six nothing pilots halfway through the first.
4: Nice run there, Brett Stanley. Secures to the outside. Had a man to beat late. Able to extend in, uh, and again, I mean just right on cue. Right when you have two talented runners in that backfield, you focus on one; the other's going to hurt you. Extra
3: point is up and good. Six oh one to go. at seven nothing Pilots. That's another Sienna Heights University touchdown. Find out more at Go Dot Heights. More after this on the Patriots. Stick with us.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and the Student
1: Connection. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Sienna Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect.
0: Now, let's return to the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast Booth for more CHSL football action.
3: Kickoff by the Pilots, comes left to right, it whirls to the 10-yard line, bobbled there by Sam Dursa, he does collect himself across the 15 up to the 20 and to the 25, and that is where the CC offense will take it back.
4: Well, it's an impressive job done by Dursa right there to recover that football and get it up to the 25, but quickly here, Jeremy. Alliance Catholic Credit Union has everything you need to manage your money, including a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, and a great mobile app. Alliance Catholic is actively involved in supporting Catholic schools, organizations, and parishes. The credit union champions education through scholarships and extensional financial literacy programs. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can join online in minutes. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League. Declan Bile back out there at quarterback. He takes a shotgun snap here. He
3: muffed it again. This one behind the line of scrimmage at the 20-yard line, and my goodness, I think that Muhammad Jaffer jumped on it before another monumental turnover nearly happened. It's going to be a loss of three, second, and 13. Way to recover
4: it there by Jaffer. The pilots at first were signaling that they had it, but it was Jaffer who was able to secure it. Off of the muff snap, Catholic Central on their heels. they got to find a way to gain some composure here in this first quarter.
3: Trips to the right. They're going to fake the handoff up the middle. Biles wants to throw right. They just look discombobulated right now, do these shamrocks, as that's off the hands of Sam Dursa. Just a short curl route at the
4: 30-yard line. It's incomplete, third and 13. Well, Danny Turek is the, uh, the senior center for this Catholic Central team. He stands at five foot eight. Remember Declan Bile stands at six foot two. So you gotta give Turk some credit. He's trying to get that ball in a position for Bile to make a play. That's a sizable difference, you know, making that transition, making that uh that snap. So, you know, there's still some adjustment with that and Hopefully Turk is able to make some adjustments here for the Shamrocks.
3: Chief for the running back to the left tip. Bile has the shotgun snap. He looks for a short screen pass right. He has it complete to Brady Bakita, but he's nowhere near where he needs to be. Catches that ball at the original line of scrimmage, flattened there quickly by the Pilots. That brings up 4th and 10, and they're going to have to punt it away, and this is potentially some more great field position for the Pilots.
4: Yeah, no doubt about that. Clock taking under five minutes to play first quarter. Salle turns it over. Catholic Central penalties kill them. Uh, despite a 30-yard gain, they still have to punt the football away. On the punt, it gets muffed. Let's see what happens on this punt. This is big for the Shamrocks. Clean snap. You need to get a kick away here. Brett Stanley back at the
3: 45-yard line, barely in his own territory here. They did bring some more pressure. Menser got a good one off right into the heels of Stanley and a rip-down tackle at the 40-yard line. Great play on special teams by the Shamrocks here. I believe that was Michael Ramirez, the tight end and defensive end, who flourishes on both sides of the ball and also getting some time on special teams. 4.15 left to play in this first quarter Seven nothing pilots as they have the ball back of their own forty one yard line.
4: Surprised that Stanley didn't just call for the fair catch there. Pressure coming on. May have cost him a couple yards in the end. But when you have a kid that's able to make plays after contact that's able to shake off that initial hit, you gotta give him a little bit of power to make those decisions, right? J.C. Ford out there
3: to begin things. This is a low snap for him. He thinks about throwing maybe just a fake to his right, but he's going to dive it up the middle to try to salvage something out of that. It's going to be for no gain, but boy, these two teams having trouble with the snap all of a sudden. It's second and ten. That's something in week one or week two of this shortened season that you might expect from these two teams, but maybe not now.
4: Well, three straight games the Pilots have been able to strike first, but what they have been able to do is put that second drive together and put points on the board. We'll see if they can do that here.
3: Ford back out there at QB, hands it off to the left to Brett Stanley. He's going to gallop forward for about three yards. He's up to the 42-yard line. Called a gain of two in the end, actually. It's third and eight. So we're starting to see Stanley get the handoff a little bit more from J.C.
4: Ford as well. I like that look, though. Well, that's the next transition, right? It's that next element to being able to utilize both of those players uh, and maximizing what you can get. When they're both a threat, it's hard to defend.
3: On third down, Drogosh back out there at QB as trips to his right and one to the far side in front of the DeLaSalle bench. Takes a low knee-high snap, backs up three yards on the drop, has a completable ball at the sticks, and calling for a flag is Will Beasley. He thought there was hands all over him. That was Gavin Willard on the coverage. No such flag comes. It's a fourth and eight, and the Shamrock's got a huge stop here.
4: Yeah, Willard does a nice job defending there. Coach Roan was asking, hey, where's the flag on that? Nothing called. Good defensive play. Big stop for the Shamrocks uh, as they needed that clock stops at 2.57 here. And the Shamrocks are going to get the football back.
3: Still a 7-0 lead for the De Salle Pilots. They capitalized on the muff punt. Sam Durst to the lone man back here. This punt's going to take a high bounce at the 30. roll dead around the 25-yard line. And In fact, the Pilots will catch up to it and down it. That's Jack Yanichik who does the honors there, and we'll see this Catholic Central offense come back out. Well, people ask me, what's a credit union? And Brennan and I tell them it's the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit ultimately. You're a customer, not a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith, so in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor this Catholic league, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools, does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. It's a run on the first play. It's a hard, barreling run to the left side in the end by Mohammed Jaffer. They need that out of him as Scott is still out, like we talked about earlier. He's across the 30 and up to the 33-yard line, two yards shy of a
4: first down. Smart to run the football here, gain gain. Good yards, but more importantly, gain that composure back. Settle things down, put a drive together. You're not in a rush. Even if that first quarter ends with you still having the football, that's the kind of drive I'd expect to see here from the Shamrocks.
3: Second run in a row. This time it's Connor Bell, more your straight-ahead power type of runner. In a short situation, he does the job as that one is up to the 35-yard line here. It's a first down and ten.
4: Yeah, gets the exact amount that he needed. Moves it forward.
3: First down and ten in between the hash marks here. Buck 57 left to play in this first quarter. File's still out there on the shotgun, two wide receivers aside, two deep safeties back at the 45-yard line for the Pilots, make it three as they shade back on the look. Bell gets the first down handoff, and right there to meet his belly is Paul Kaliker, the senior who's made a couple big plays defensively, one on special teams, one on defense here now, and it's second and 11
4: well, we'll see what the Pilots do are in 2nd and 11. That's a nice way to get a stop there. And that defense trying to continue as well. Right, quick three and out on the offensive end. Defense quickly back on the field after a strong showing last time out. See if they're able to get another stop. Bile has the snap. He's going to fake the handoff.
3: But there was no time to do that in the end. Big time play by Will Beasley as the junior linebacker shoomed in for the tackle for a loss of two in the end. It's third and 13 with 55 ticks left here in the first quarter.
4: Well, a little RPO right there, play action type pass for the Shamrocks. Bile decided to keep it, and the Pilots sniffed that one out right away. And you're right, Jeremy, able to shoom in for a big sack. It's third and 13. Two wideouts right, one to the near side for Bile.
3: Takes a letter high snap, has some time to throw. Now it collapses, curves out to his left on the ground. He can do this with efficiency. Stop, drop, and rolls to the 40-yard line here as he's going to gain seven in the end, but not enough as it'll be fourth down and about eight. So 26 seconds left in this first quarter. With the Pilots up 7 nothing. the Shamrocks again will have to punt it away for already the third time here tonight.
4: And again, you're going to be watching this snap here. You need a clean one, you need a good kick. Calls for the
3: snap. It's a little off line, but in the end, a good one and a great punt by Charlie Menser as that drifts Stanley back to the 20-yard line. Had it back up to the 15 in the end before he ran this out as he pitter-patters his way to bounds at the 23-yard line, and that is where the Pilots will take it back with 15 seconds left here in the first.
4: Yeah, you're right. Very impressive punt, Stanley backtracking. I mean like It looked like he was in center field trying to catch a fly ball, but the difference is he's got a defender running right at his face. Does a nice job to keep balance on his feet, pick up a few yards, and get it up to the 25.
3: 7 nothing Pilots. They take it back here with 15 seconds left to play in the first quarter. Brady Drogosh out there to start this drive. We've seen a good amount of J.C. Ford. It's been about half and half from the Wildcat and the throwing quarterback here today. Trips to the far side. Stanley, the lone running back to his right hip. He switches sides before the snap. Line drive throw up the gut. That is caught at the 35-yard line for a first down. Tumbles forward for a couple more. That's another catch for Devin Smelter, his fifth of the year.
4: Good throw there by Brady Drogash, and that's going to wind down that first quarter, you'd have to think. Down to two seconds
3: and one second, and overall, despite all odds, the Pilots and the Boys Bowl able to get an opening score. It wasn't the cleanest, but they got a botched punt in the end, hopped on the ball around the 18-yard line and able to scamper forward just a couple plays later to make it a 7 nothing game. That's where it holds after the first quarter, of the second, when we get back on the Patriot.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union.
13: Hey, everyone. Matt Corvath here from Mitten Mortgage Lending and Boys Varsity Basketball Coach at Divine Child High School. At Mitten Mortgage, we offer some of the lowest rates in the area with no additional junk fees in your closing costs. Our bankers will be there every step of the way from the application to the closing table. Reach out to us today at 734-922-2252 or fill out an application at apply or also check out our reviews on Google or Facebook.
3: MLS
0: 1723481. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only
8: on The Patriot. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
3: Start of the second quarter, Brady Drogash is out there again. It's a first down and 10. From the 37-yard line, takes the shotgun snap, a little low and outside, rolls to that direction to the opposite side, and some shamrocks converging on him. He's just going to have to skip it towards the line of scrimmage. Luckily for him, there was a pilot out there on the far side of the field, so that is going to make it a second down and 10 with 11.54 left to play here in the second.
4: Again, a play that sometimes a sophomore doesn't make. Drogosh able to get rid of that ball far enough upfield, not taking a chance on intentional grounding, brings you back to the original line of scrimmage.
3: Another low snap for Drogosh, knee high. Fades a quick pass down the middle for Brett Stanley. Not sure if that was planned or just given the circumstances. Stanley able to swirl around and catch it across the 40-yard line up to the 42. He's still about four yards shy. Of the first down, though, it's third and four.
4: Well, good little screen pass to get something back. The Shamrocks put pressure on. Now this time, hey, they're going to bring that pressure again, designed in the screen. You would have liked to got more out of it if you're the Pilots, but you'll take the six-yard game. Trips
3: to the far side, one to the near. Now make it two is. They send Smelter in motion, slowing things down as they look for an audible call here.
4: Well, Shamrocks were showing blitz. Now they step back a little bit. We'll see. Now they're inching back towards that line again. Pressure coming. Third and four. Drogosh going to hurl it to the far sideline. Has a man there
3: that is close, but he juggled it out of bounds. Man, Not sure his feet were even in bounds either. That was Jack Janicic looking to hold it in on a float-type pass. By Brady Drogosh, and that's going to bring up 4th and 4. You'd think they'll punt it away here.
4: I'm going to tell you something, Jeremy. Coach Roan definitely can bring some energy, but he's not the overly emphatic guy when you think of your stereotypical football coach. He can get that way, but a lot of times he's an even-keel guy. He was emphatic on that one right there on that far sideline, contesting that call, if you will. But out of bounds, Pilots punted away.
3: Sam Durst, the lone man, back deep here. Michael Bucci, the fine punter. Great hang time on this one as it sails back to the 15-yard line. Takes a great bounce for some reason. Dursa going to take it out. That was probably into the end zone, and they're going to lose yardage because of that. He hikes out to the 15-yard line, but I'm sure Dan Anderson is going to say, hey... With all the factors there, number one, you get a touchback if it fades into the end zone, but you were leaning back, and there was three or four pilots converging on you down in the field. He probably tells them, just take it at the 20 next time.
4: Well, exactly right. Surprised that Dursa picked that one up, and maybe he just felt the pressure of the pilots and didn't want them to have a chance of downing it on the one. Good for him to get it back to the 14, able to recover, no doubt, but Bucci is a punter for the pilots that has gotten so much better as the games have gone on. He has immensely improved, even from week one to now.
3: Declan Bile out there in the pistol. First time we've seen that here today. Up the gut run, cutting across the 15, up to the 17-yard line for a gain of about two on first down. Actually, they're going to call it a gain of five and yeah. mark it nearly to the 20-yard line. Looks like they have it down at about the, uh, about the 18. It was Spencer Lyons who had the carry. He's back to the right of Declan Bile, who shifted to the shotgun once again. Pump fakes here, quick pass left side and a slant, and hugging that into his chest is Billy Morphew as he's got a first down up to the 28-yard line on the near side. So that will move the chains again with 10 minutes to go. It's 7-0 Pilots. Catholic Central trying to put together a drive here.
4: And again, run that football a little bit. Build some confidence back up in that offensive line. Your defense is playing well. Then you can start to take those shots and trust those snaps with your quarterback.
3: Three targets all lined up in a triangle in tight to the left side of the line. They'll just keep it on the ground as Spencer Lyons as he runs it up the middle. For a gain of about a half yard, they're going to mark him nearly to the 30-yard line. It's second and nine.
4: Be ready for Bile to start throwing this football now. You've seen some handoffs. They've gotten that first down, second and nine. This is definitely a throwable down. They could try to pick up yardage and make it a third and short, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see a throw here on second and nine here for the Shamrocks.
3: Look for the tight end, Connor Cohan, who's in the slot right now to the right. Davenport also aligned to the far side. He's the lone wide receiver over there. De LaSalle sends pressure. They were thinking the same thing. Wow, that was weird. It spiked off the back end of one of the linemen. I think that was off the leg of Tommy Grace right to Declan Bile. Are they going to call that a completion
4: right at the line of scrimmage? Look at Bile. I don't know if he was just trying to adjust his shoe. Okay, maybe that's what it was. looked like he was limping there for a second, but I think he was just trying to adjust his cleat. Uh, but Bile diving on top of it, maybe not sure if that was going to be rolled a fumble or a pass. Good awareness by the junior quarterback, and the Shamrocks, it goes down as an incomplete pass. It's going to be third and nine, clock is stopped.
3: From their own 29-yard line, that clock at 8.57 here. They'll spread out, trips to the right. For Declan Bile in the gun with Spencer Lyons to his left tip here. La LaSalle, shows a little pressure. Two or three coming in. A darn of a throw down the middle, incomplete. Off maybe the face mask there of Sam Dursa. Pretty much threw into double coverage as the Pilots had Girling and Stanley looming. And that's going to bring up a punt on fourth down.
4: Well, Jeremy, the biggest point of question you know, for the Pilots was how is their secondary going to handle the passing attack of Catholic Central? To this point... They've done a pretty good job, right? Tyler Gerlings made some plays. You see Brett Stanley in the mix on that one as well. Uh, Deontay Dandridge has done a nice job locking up at the cornerback position as well.
3: Stanley back to receive this punt. Menser had a really good one the first time. This one's pretty good as, as well as it had some more hang time. Fields it at the 34-yard line. Returnable for Stanley is across the 40. Galloping his way out of bounds at around the 47-yard line. And a late flag comes in. From the official on the near side. The play finished on the far side. The flag is at the top of the Catholic Central
4: Shamrock logo at midfield. You just wonder if there's going to be like an illegal block or something against the pilots coming from that opposite side of the field. That's maybe what you'd expect in that situation. Illegal block in the back
3: is the call. So that's going to... Push him back a little bit more. Dan Rohn ripped the headset off and was looking for an explanation in his black D. LaSalle zip up and the khaki pants over there on the far side. He's familiar with coaching Catholic schools, but just
4: not the Detroit Catholic League. Right. He was a, the head coach out in Grand Rapids at West Catholic, had success there, won four state championships, trying to bring or continue that type of winning tradition here at De La Salle, and they certainly have the ability to do so in Division Two. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that as the broadcast goes on, Jeremy.
3: Brady Drogosh back out there at quarterback. We've seen a lot of Drogosh and JC Ford, JC Ford, the Wildcat guy, and now the officials coming together to discuss something before the snap comes off as they gather at the 38-yard line. The ball marked at the 36 on the far hash currently, and it looks like they're going to keep it there. Dan Rowan still barking, raising his play call sheet up in midair in his right hand, jawing at your head official today. And actually, they're going to move back the chains a little bit more. This one is back to the 31. So that makes sense after the discussion. (laughs) To have nothing come out of that would have been a little bit perplexing. Trips to the left for Drogosh. Two yards back as he takes a shotgun snap. Gets it off for Brett Stanley as he curved right side. Nothing there, though, as he gains maybe a half a yard. Great pursuit by the Shamrocks. Giving some credit the tap on the helmet there to Brett Stanley is Jackson Ewald, a solid linebacker, just a junior.
4: Well, as he falls forward, they'll credit him with a yard on the carry. Second and nine, coming for the Pilots, and it appears Drogosh is still the quarterback out there for now. He sends Strips to his left.
3: Takes a low snap even with the knee. Wobbling pass forward as I think, when the lineman may have blocked that. Yeah, it looked like a deflected pass. Incomplete in the end. Bruno Guberinich getting some high fives in. So let's guess that he made that play. The young man heading to... Grand Valley State next year is a defensive tackle.
4: Joe was looking for Tristan Nichols there. But with the pass deflected it was nearly picked off, but instead the clock stops at 7:58 for a third down and nine. So big play. Home crowd getting into it here at Catholic Central. A nice turnout still despite the fan restrictions. Two left, one to the far side for Whitehouse here. Drogosh in the gun,
3: takes a snap, fades back at the 25-yard line, throws on the run, dart of a pass to the 45-yard line complete, and a nice job to get a foot in and maybe two in the end by Nicholas Tristan, or Tristan Nicholas there. They have the... The first and last names uh, switched up for, on me here on the roster.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, Tristan Nichols does a nice job there. He's wearing a different number this week. There were some adjustments to the jerseys. He's wearing 16, normally 25. Nichols makes a nice grab, big first down. Again, Drogash going to that left side, throwing across his body. Nice job there.
3: J.C. Ford out there at the Wildcat position. He takes the football and explodes down the middle of the field to the 35-yard line, up to the 30, and finally wallop down at the 20-yard line. That's the play the Pilots have been looking for all night. Out of number 19, and he delivers here.
4: Jeremy, do you remember covering Nolan Schultz a few years back, pilots sure. on the state championship run? J.C. Ford resembles a lot of what Nolan Schultz did. Again, he runs right into the middle of the pile, and then all of a sudden, he's gone. There he goes. He's past the crowd. How he does it, you really don't know from looking up here. But, man, that's a talented kid in a great run. 7:34 left to
3: go in a seven-nothing first half in favor of De La trying to get some more here. Ford on the Wildcat again, going behind his blockers this time. Bounces to the 25, up to the 10-yard line. That's going to be ultra close to a first down, and they might just give it to him on the far side of the field, just to the left of the numbers.
4: Uh, it's going to be close. At first, I thought he was. So you might say he's right at the line of scrimmage. Could be a hair short. Could be second in an inch. Ah, they're going to give it to him. Both
3: teams with three timeouts remaining, if you're wondering, here as the second half reaches the middle point. First and goal just inside the 10-yard line here. J.C. Ford stays out there, starts low, and he's going to run it to the left. Jolts through up to the 5-yard line. Maybe they'll give him the 4. Low tackle that time by the Shamrocks. It's Connor Cohan, the defensive end pushing him back. Second and goal.
4: Well, in the backfield with Ford right now is a freshman, Rent Rozier, and get used to hearing that name if you're in the De La Salle community. A uh, talented athlete, obviously a freshman on the varsity, does a real nice job as a lead blocker for Ford here, creating space, creating that opportunity for him to get to the next level.
3: It's pretty big when you can be that good at blocking as a freshman. Coming in in a big-time spot here, in the red zone, second and goal, your team trying to go up two scores here. J.C. Ford, low snap, does scoop it up, but that's a big-time mistake as the Shamrocks greet him welcomingly. Gavin O'Neill, the linebacker, stayed low and drove him back a couple yards. They're all the way back to the 11-yard line, third and goal from there.
4: You know, here comes Brady gosh in a quarterback opportunity for the pilots to throw the football here. We'll see if uh, it's a shot directly to the end zone or if the pilots just try to gain positive yardage and are willing to settle for three. Third down, 11 to go, 542 left to play in
3: a 7-0 nothing second quarter. Trips to the right for Drogash as Stanley to his right hip here. Sends Beasley in motion, the fine target on offense who hasn't been targeted that much just because of his defensive work so far. He aligns in the slot now, left side. They look for the audible as Drogash looks over his right shoulder twice now to the near sideline, and they're going to have to burn a timeout. We'll take it with them. First timeout used here in the first half, 7-0. In favor of the deal, the Sao Paulo is trying to add something here with third and goal, with 11 to go after this on the Patriots. Stick with us.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University.
6: There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you.
3: Trying to take care of business here. It's third down and goal. 11 to go as the last play pushed them back. Brady Drogosh out there. They just had to burn a timeout as things weren't materializing quite fast enough. Setting ready here. Two wideouts to the right. Stanley to the right of Drogosh in the shotgun. He fades back as he's got the snap wide open along the pylon there. Again, is Tristan Nichols. He's overshot on the far sideline. Now, there were a couple shamrocks in front of the pylon, one being Sam Dursa, so that's not an immediate touchdown, but it gets you
4: a lot closer. Now it's fourth and goal from the 11th. I think what Dan Rohn's going to tell Brady Drogosh is Tristan Nichols is a solid athlete. Give him the ball and let him make a play. Don't try to get fancy with it. Get the yards and give yourself a chance. But the pilot's still with a chance to put points on the board on this field goal try.
3: Brady Lowe... First-year kicker kicker in there, the soccer player as well for the Pilots. Long snap is good. The hold is perfect, and he barrels that one through, hugging the far upright. They do get points on the board. It's now 10-0, Pilots, here with five and change to go. Another Siena Heights University score. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. More after this on the Patriots. Stick with us.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by... Alliance Catholic Credit Union... and AM 1500.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Catholic Central. It's a 10-0 lead for the pilots. Thanks for a nice chip shot field goal. Here's a wobbling kickoff. that's going to take a bounce at the two-yard line, and now the Shamrocks have to return it. Curving back to the middle of the 15, looking to draw something out of nothing there, and able to get back to the... Same spot that the last one ended. That's Chris Goble, a young 5'10", 165-pound senior playing on special teams here. So that's where this Catholic Central offense will take it back. Five minutes to go in the first half. 10 nothing
4: in favor of Gillesal. They'd love a score before the end of the half here. If you're the Shamrocks, you really would. Now, Catholic Central also will receive that football to start the second half, Jeremy. So putting points on the board here, maybe a nice drive to kill most of that clock remaining in the second quarter. That would be ideal if you're the home team in blue. Mo Jaffer
3: gets a right-side handoff from Declan Bile here. Jaffer able to scramble to the outside for three yards, tackled just shy of the 20-yard line as he was pushed to the bounds into his own bench here, make it second and six, with
4: under 5 minutes to play. Yeah, and if you're CC, no rush. Let that clock wind. Don't no need to no need to rush this possession. Plenty of time to move upfield. You'd love to put points on late going into halftime. File has the
3: shotgun snap once G for again. The only running back to his right side is he moves forward for about two yards as he's up to the twenty-two yard line. That's still a full, nearly four yards shy of the first down. Call it three in the end.
4: Maybe look for a play action pass here coming from the Shamrocks. Actually they're gonna they're gonna move that up, Jeremy, to the twenty-two. A little third and three. You can see a quick pass to the flat. Just try to extend the chains. Let Bile use his arm a little bit here. Two wideouts left here for Catholic Central.
3: Bile has it. Gives it off right side for Jaffer. Started low. Keeps going now. Pushes through a potential tackler at the 30-yard line. Just kind of shoved him aside. Rumbles up to the 42. Just shy of DeLaSalle territory. That's a heck of a run when
4: they needed a first down.
3: He gets it plus about 20 more.
4: Well, Coach Kevin Glenn said, hey, hold on now. I got a better idea. I'm going to trust my running back. We're going to bounce this thing to the outside, and, well, you know what? It worked. Nice job there to pick up the yardage needed and more and get that first down.
3: Bunched formation here. Trips to the left. They're in a triangle formation in tight towards the Another wide receiver right in front of us on the near side. That's Dursa. They'll fake the run. One single rush coming in. Good job by Bile to wheel out of the pressure, and he throws a dart to his tight end at midfield. That's Connor Cohan, his first catch of the day. He's about a yard shy of the first down into De La Salle territory. And now they're looking to make sure it isn't a first down. Well, the yeah, eyeball no, so says no.
4: Far referee near the chains was waving the chains to move, but it's definitely a yard short of that first down marker. They need almost all of the 48. That's shy of the 49. Yeah, this... I think he might have just been waving the down marker um member of the crew forward. I don't think he meant to wave the chains. Twins right for Bile, he's in the pistol,
3: hands it off left side for Jaefer. Jafer scatters forward at the 45-yard line, breaks another tackle at the 35. Still on his feet as he stretches for a couple more yards up to the 32-yard line. This is Jafer's drive so far as he gains his second first
4: down with authority. Yeah, Jafer does not want to go down, breaking tackles. Really nice footwork there, way to stay on his feet, keep on moving uh, and those extra yards, they add up. That's a big-time gain and another
3: first down. 10 nothing lead for the Pilots at the moment. That's being questioned right now as they have it at the DeLaSalle 32-yard line. This is going to draw them back two or three yards, though. That play went nowhere. Looking for Jaffer again, he bounced and then thought about it, and that extra moment allowed all of DeLaSalle's line to
4: converge upon him. That play made by Matt Bouchon. For the Pilots making the initial contact, getting a hold of the, the ankle of Jafer saying you're not going anywhere, and the Pilots able to converge and bring him down for a loss of three. Second down and 13 is a scrimmage from
3: the 35-yard line here. Two and 20 to go, and now do we have a sideline warning against Catholic Central?
4: It looks indeed like what we have.
3: The flag came out. The official kind of signaled that the sideline needs to get back. So nothing becomes of that in terms of penalties right now or yardage loss. Second and 13 as a scrimmage from the De La Salle 35. Quick pass. He had to as he would have been sacked way back at the 45-yard line. The swing pass is into the hands of Brady Bukhita as he gains back the yardage loss plus a couple more. Yeah, wow. They're up to
4: the 30. What a nice play by Bile right there knowing he's going to get hit, pressure coming, not taking the sack, and not just throwing it, he didn't throw it away, he knew he had a target. Yeah, To get that positive yards, that's a really nice play made by the junior quarterback. Third down and seven, as they gave him the
3: 29-yard line here in the near hash, a buck 42 left to play.
4: Well, barring a major loss on this play, you're going to think this is four-down territory.
3: Three timeouts remaining for the Shamrocks as well if they need them. another one man front of pressure coming, but they have a completion along the left side. Holding that in is Michael Ramirez. He spreads past the ten and raises that left hand up in the air because his team has a
4: touchdown and they're right back in the ball game. Now well, they don't need four downs this time around. That's a real nice pass play uh, and beautiful execution. That's the drive you needed if you're the Shamrocks. Down 10 nothing, five minutes to go in the quarter, like we talked about, Jeremy. Use some of that clock. You don't need to rush this. Uh, and they're able to march down the field and put points on the board. Menser was ready to sky the extra points
3: through the upright here, and the officials stopped him. <laughs> the long snap had converged. Menser was whiffing his... Right foot, and now things are good to go. De LaSalle puts on some pressure from the far side. Rushing in is Paul Kalliker. It doesn't matter, though, as Metzer is able to keep himself perfect on extra points this year. He's 6 of 6, and more importantly, makes this game 10 to 7 with a buck 26 left to go in the first half. That's another Siena Heights University touchdown. Visit go.sienaheights.edu
4: to learn more. Quick update from that Orchard Lake-St. Mary's and Brother Rice game, 7-7 tie. Mm. So far in that one, still in the first half. Orchard Lake struck first, but Brother Rice able to quickly counter. And again, we've got a 7-7 ball game and the other pivotal Central Division matchup tonight. Jeremy Addle alongside Brendan Johnson
3: to bring you the call here from our Mint Mortgage Lending broadcast booth here today. It's been quite a quick game, it feels like. There's just a lot of action going on. A lot of passing.
4: Some solid runs, though, on that drive led to the Catholic Central score. Well, you saw Catholic Central early in this game suffer some penalties, some setbacks, some turnovers with the muff punt. Saw the Pilots have a turnover with that interception early. Both teams able to settle in here, and as they've settled, we've had a really good football game.
3: Manser barrels in on the kickoff here; it's barely going to stay in bounds at the two-yard line. The Pilots will take this one out this time. It's Stanley trying to hop step his way. Lost the football, hopped about two helmets' length in the air before he was able to catch it back down. He's across the twenty, or to the uh, across the fifteen to the
4: eighteen-yard line there. Maybe that's another one. They just say, He let it roll out of bounds." Maybe. Yeah. Well, Stanley not wanting to take a chance of getting pinned deep. Brings it out, gets that 18. You're right, it bobbles there, though, as he crossed about the 15. Good awareness by the Pilots to jump back on top of that. We'll see what they do here. Do they decide to take a shot? You know, cell has got two timeouts to work with. At the same time, you know, J.C. Ford's coming out at quarterback. Maybe let him run. If he breaks a big one, you make a play. If he doesn't, you go to halftime with a lead. Ford
3: has it, low to start as he powers over the right side. He's going to gain a couple yards here, so that's probably your answer on where D. LaSalle will take the end of this ballgame, although Brady Drogash does check back in on a second six. Clock down to a minute exactly remaining, and a 10-7 lead for D. LaSalle as we tick towards halftime here. This would be a heck of a win for the Pilots if they could capture it here on the Boys' Bowl Eve. Funny to not play this game on a Sunday at 1, but... Saturday under the lights at 7 for the Star. and we're glad to bring it here on the Patriot. Drogosh going to run it here, upended at the 25-yard line. as He was twirled to the turf in the end. I believe that was Gavin Willard who said hello. But they want to do that more for Brady guys just to allow the respect level to kind of venture up. And that's also right. why you've seen Brett Stanley get handoffs here tonight from J.C. Ford when he's been in there.
4: Now it looks like the Pilots are going to let this one wind to halftime here. Maybe take one more snap.
3: Three seconds. They will take one last snap and fire it up in the air to the near sideline. They have a man wavering there it's picked off by sam dursa he's out of bounds and anyway the clock does expire so an interesting end to our first half here but it's a 10-7 lead for the pilots brendan
4: well you saw both teams battle some adversity both teams with a turnover if you count that muff punt which i would as a turnover for the shamrocks both teams with some untimely penalties as well and we've seen a relatively even game aside from that both teams have been able to get the run game going at certain times. Both teams have been able to execute some nice passes as well. In this second half, whoever takes care of the football is likely going to be the one that comes out on top. But going into halftime, it is the Pilots with the three-point advantage.
3: Lions Catholic Credit Union is everything you need to manage your money, including a checking account that pays dividends, low-rate loans, and a great mobile app. Alliance Catholic is actively involved in supporting Catholic schools, organizations, and parishes. The credit union champions education through scholarships and extensive financial literacy programs as well. Visit alliancecatholic.com to learn more. You can join online in just minutes. Why not do it right now at halftime? Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League, federally insured by the NCUA. 10-7 10-7 lead for the D'LaSalle Pilots as we venture into halftime. We've got a lot for you here in our halftime report on the Patriot here. We'll talk with Brian Barnes, the winner of our first game of the week this week. Bishop Foley taking on Cabrini yesterday. Talk with Brian about their 3-0 start. It's their third 3-0 starts in the last three seasons. So big time for them, just trying to finish it off a little bit better, better than they did last year. They had four losses in a row after starting 3-0, but uh, the feel of that team is much different, <laughs> I think, than last year and what they got, what they showed us yesterday, is maybe completely different as well. We'll also have our mid-mortgage lending two-minute drill, have Brendan's keys to the second half as well as break down this half a little bit further everything we've seen, which has led to a three-point lead for the Pilots here at the half. That more is next on the Patriots. Stick with us.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400, WDTK, Detroit,
8: the Salem Media Group, on the NASDAQ as SALM. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
13: Hey everyone, Mac Horvath, senior mortgage banker at Mitten Mortgage Lending and varsity basketball coach at Divine Child here with our broker Chris Sabonic for this week's two-minute drill. We wanted to talk about VA loans and the great offer we currently have for our veterans. This
5: deal is unbelievable. It's a great way for us at Mitten Mortgage Lending to thank our veterans out there. From today through Veterans Day, we are offering a half-point discount on all VA streamlined refinance loans. With this discount, most vets are receiving rates in the low 2%. Anyone currently in a VA loan looking to save money should do this refinance.
13: It really is a great way for us to thank our veterans. These loans are super easy and super fast. And this offer comes at a great time with rates already at record lows. We are closing these VA streamlines in an average of six days. They require very little documentation since there is no appraisal needed for a VA streamline. There is no out-of-pocket costs for our vets either.
5: That's right. No out-of-pocket costs, no income docs, no assets needed no appraisal needed, and we're closing in an average of six days. Our veterans are saving thousands of dollars a year with this offer.
13: It's definitely worth a quick five to ten minute conversation to see what we can do with your VA loan.
5: To all of our vets out there, thank you again for your service. Give us a call today and we can put you in touch with one of our bankers and get your VA Streamline Refinance started today. You can reach us at 734-922-2252. That's 734-922-2252. Or you can find us online at mittenloans.com. Well,
3: that wraps up the two-minute drill with Mitten Mortgage Lending here today. Be sure to reach out to them for your home financing needs, whether it be a refinance, a new home purchase, or just to get pre-approved for your new loan. Let the team at Mitten Mortgage Lending be on your team. You can reach out to them today at 734-922-2252 or visit mittenloans.com to get started. You can also research or read reviews on Google and Facebook. Second half getting closer and closer here on FM 101.5 and AM
7: 1400 The Patriots, Stick with us. Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick us up on the radio.com app Either way, it's fun, sounds great and you'll love it. Check us out today at radio.com.
3: 10-7 lead for La Salle here at halftime. Able to get a field goal, that was the difference but a nice drive down the field. Mo Jafer leading the charge for them on that one. He's got seven carries for 45 yards. That's why this game is a little closer, Brendan. Your quick thoughts on that first down.
4: Yeah, I mean, CC again, able to really gain that composure. Jafer's been good, man, running the football, breaking tackles, and that's the key. He's been able to slip out of tackles and gain an extra 5, 10, 15 yards, and when you do that repeatedly, You're going to have success moving down the field. You saw it on that final drive of the first half for the Shamrocks, and it resulted in seven points. uh, They're only points of the first half, but they get that football back to start the third quarter as well. So if they're able to continue that momentum, then things have worked out, well, exactly how you would have wanted them to for Catholic Central. 10-7, 10 to 7 the lead for De La
3: Salle here at halftime we'll talk to Brian Barnes the head coach of Bishop Foley shortly here on the Patriot on his win last night stick with us
0: the CHSL game of the week is
1: sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Sienna Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect.
8: This is John McCullough, and you're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. Join me
0: Monday
4: at 6.
12: We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere... The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com
9: Hey, Warrior fans. Sean Bellegian here inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks right here on your Home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway. The Road Warriors' return trip to that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot
0: The CHSL Game of the Week halftime show continues next This is Randy Brown with the Patriot Detroit and I've got some exciting news Now in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400 you can also listen to us live on radio.com Just go to radio.com tap news talk And scroll down to WDTK, The Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Welcome back to Halftime,
3: everyone, of our second game of the week. Back-to-back days. We have... The representative the winning representative from our first game of the week yesterday, it's Brian Barnes from Bishop Foley, the winning coach. His ventures are three and zero. How does that feel, Coach, for the third consecutive year?
2: Hey Jeremy. Uh I mean it feels great. You know, um going into the season I think everybody you know, was kinda uncertain without having a, a, a normal summer, so to speak. Um, you know, kinda how, how everybody was gonna adjust and how kids were gonna react. But uh I mean, yeah, feel great uh, considering all the stuff that um, you know everybody's had to deal with. We're, we're we're proud of the start.
3: Well, you both and Coach Obricky, two guys that had COVID nineteen. I know I talked to you on a separate show about it, but how good does it feel just to be back in the field? Considering you know everything we had with the potential cancellation and then coming back, it just got to be feel good to be out there, doesn't it?
2: It definitely does you know with with all the emotional ups and downs that that everybody's been going through with this right, and obviously we we all want everybody to be safe and healthy and in, in in that regard, and we obviously pray for everybody that's been affected by uh covid nineteen and um but on the other side right like the 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 kids and and the coaches and everybody you know needed to get back to a simple- sense, nor- sense of normalcy you know and excitement um well, let me start first the excitement that we had when we when we had that first week of practice. You know, then equal that. You know, on that Friday when we got the announcement that we were being pushed to the spring, I mean that was night and day. I mean that was pretty crushing, but you know, in the back of my mind, you know, I I said to the kids like, you know, keep the faith and we'll see what happens. You know, things you know change weekly, and so after that, when we got the okay that yeah we're back on, I mean it was, I mean it was like Christmas morning. I mean it's the 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 kids the way they responded and the way they you know attack practice every day. They're so appreciative of just being out there with their friends and. Uh, making memories and so to speak like the joy just the unabashed joy that the kids are having you know kind of like when they were younger um has been awesome and so you know we stress from the get-go that regardless of what happens like it's a victory you know and we're we're happy to be out here and we're glad to be doing things and being a kid and enjoying life and appreciating every opportunity that we got so you know the fact that we're three you know on top of all that is just icing on the cake.
3: Talking with Brian Barnes, the head coach at Bishop Foley. His team, our first game of the week this week is they beat Cabrini in week three of the season. Things are going quickly. Wins and losses maybe not as important, but you still want to get in that flow just because of what we're dealing with in terms of districts and stuff. Just what is it like trying to navigate a season like this, and what may we see in terms of how this postseason is going to shake out?
2: You know, every day it has its own challenges, right? And we we literally are taking it a day at a time. Like, obviously, there's been situations where different high schools and different uh, athletic programs have been affected by COVID and stuff. So we make sure we're, we're reminding our kids that, like, you know, we're still doing things the right way and, and making sure that, that we're staying safe and, and wearing our masks when we're, when we're supposed to and not putting ourselves in situations that could, you know, hinder uh, the rest of the season what we're trying to do. And in regards to the playoffs, I mean – yeah, it'll definitely be a little bit different. Um, you know, the fact that everybody's in, and so I, I kind of joke that we should get, you know, on our on our playoff T-shirts like three in a row, should we put an <laughs> asterisk on there because everybody makes it. And, oh, yeah, Coach, that'd be great, you know, have a little fun with it. But, I mean, it, it's different. I mean, honestly, like, everybody's a competitor. And, um, you know, we still prepare the same way we would whether, you know, if, if the old system wasn't place, so to speak. And so, in that regard, you know, we're still getting after it. The same way, and we want to we want to keep that level of intensity and keep that level of competitive edge um, going every week.
3: Jackson Zider, explosive. I think that's the one word that Sean Belisian and I repeated last night. He was so impressive. He's the young sophomore, just so athletic. You know, did you expect him to be this good, good so early?
2: So you know, look, evaluating Jackson, he came in as a freshman. You, you know, he's he obviously a really good athlete, but you know, as a coach, it's hard because, you know, you want to make sure kids are not only physically ready, but but mentally and emotionally ready for high school football. And so he played, um, he got a lot of varsity snap for us as the year went on last year. Um, And he worked, like he's one of those guys that, you know, he's got that tunnel vision and he knows what he wants. And he wants to be an elite high school football player and play at the next level. And so what he's done to put himself in a position as good as he's been these three days is remarkable, and he gets all the credit, and um, he has worked really hard to get here, and, and we noticed it in the summertime, like, wow, like, physically, he, he looks like a dude, like, he's ready to go right now, and so, to say that um, I, I thought he would put up the numbers he's putting up, you know, no, I can't say that, but <laughs> we, we know he's a really good
10: football player.
3: I talked to you before the game, actually, yesterday morning, as I look back at things, but you talked to your team about how you needed to be more physical. You were moving up a division this year. You think they've answered the bell so far in that category?
2: I I definitely think we have and credit to our guys for accepting that challenge. You know, we knew that you know, at every level of the Catholic League that coaching is what it is, it's phenomenal, right? And and so we knew we had to step up and, and be more physically and mentally ready and gotta give credit to our guys. We're so young. Uh we have five seniors in our program right now. And um everybody else just took on the challenge, and they're so mature. But, you know, with that being said, we we need to make sure that we stay there mentally every week. And our season's only going to get tougher. You know, we see different kind of challenges the next couple of weeks. Leggett likes to throw the ball a ton. You know, and then the following week, we'll see Gabriel Richard from Riverview, and they like to pound it. And so that's what makes high school football unique and fun. And, you know, we can't ever lose that edge, and, you know, we'll be re- mentally ready.
3: Brian, thanks so much for spending some time with us here at halftime of our game here today. Brian Barnes, he's the head coach of Bishop Foley. The Ventures are 3-0 and for the third consecutive season. Look forward to catching up as uh, the short season unravels. Brian, have a good one.
2: Appreciate it, Jeremy. Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work. Happy,
3: happy birthday as well. I understand there's a lot uh, of birthdays at the Barnes household this day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, there are. means a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm, uh, I won't say how old I am. Let's just say I'm uh, feeling my age a little bit every morning.
3: <laughs> Brian Barnes, the head coach at Bishop Foley, back with the second half shortly here on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, the Patriots. Stick with us.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and The Student Connection.
6: There's no better time to apply to Sienna Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main Campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic University in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect is. Can do for you.
8: There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by nab in this station
0: the chsl game of the week halftime show continues next
7: hello friends this is luke hammett and i have some exciting news for you now in addition to listening to us on fm 101.5 and am 1400 you can also stream us live on radio.com here's how it works just go to radio.com choose news talk radio then scroll down to wdtk the patriot it's that simple or you can just pick us up on the radio.com app. radio.com Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at Radio.com.
3: After this, here are the Patriot 10-7 to 7 in favor of De LaSalle. Stick around.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by... Sienna heights university and alliance catholic credit union
9: hey warrior fans sean bellegian here inviting you to join us each and every saturday for 16 weeks right here on your home for the warriors fm 1015 and am 1400 the patriot is at one o'clock we jump back on the highway the road warriors return trip to that magical run in 2011 relive every moment Right here on your home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot.
0: You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. The second half starts next. This is Randy Brown with The Patriot Detroit, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400, you can also listen to us live on radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap News Talk, and scroll down to WDTK, The Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Now, let's send it back to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth for the start of the second
13: half.
3: half has commenced here, and there's some talking about it afterwards. Catholic Central returned it to the 30-yard line, and they're actually going to get a personal foul call against them. They were pointing the other direction right after the flag
4: was thrown, so not exactly
3: sure what went into that.
4: Yeah, well, it looked like it, they got to the 34, Jeremy, and then they're going to move them back after the personal foul penalty. So that will bring them back to the 18-yard line.
3: The first and 10 from their own
4: 18. 11.53,
3: set on the clock here for the third quarter. It's 10-7 in favor of De LaSalle. Catholic Central trying to bring that momentum that they had on that long drive before the end of the first half of play. Declan Bile back out there. Two wideouts to either side. He starts with Moe Chafer to his left hip. He was your leading rusher for the Shamrocks in that first half with 46 yards. Big on that final drive as well to score their first touchdown. Now they're going to change personnel. Switching Cam Davenport to the far side. That sends trips over there. Instead, they give it up the middle to Mo Jafer. So just kind of an optics move maybe there across the 20-yard line and powering his way up to the 23 for a solid gain of nearly five
4: on first down. Well, it makes sense. Shamrock's trying to get that secondary for the pilots guessing, thinking about Declan Bile, and all of a sudden Jafer gets that handoff. Secondary's really worried about their new assignments where they're matching up with receivers. He's able to gain positive yardage.
3: Two deep men back at the 32 and the 35-yard line in the secondary right now for the Pilots. The Shamrocks scrimmage from their own 24 on a second and four. A lot of moving parts it looks like to this offense right now. Trips to the far side. They send Kohan, the tight end, in motion to the right. He'll block again for Jaffer. He moves that direction behind his blockers to the 30-yard line. Gains another first down plus seven up to the 35. And if this back can get going, he came into today with just over 70 yards
4: and no touchdowns. That's huge with Danny Scott, their number one still out. Yeah, no doubt about that, Jeremy. But he is running like a lead back here tonight. And that final drive of the first half, he was impressive. And he has continued that here to start the third quarter. First down and 10 from the 35. Pitch left to
3: for here trying to scramble between the tackles and powered him down. Great tackle there, low tackle by Jaden Conklin, the senior linebacker who's played quite a bit the last few weeks, and Dan Rohn likes what they see.
4: No doubt. Just a slow developing play there for Catholic Central. Able to get a couple yards out of it, but seemed like it took a while for them to get that pitch. They're working opposite side of the field, so they nearly go from one hash to the other. A hint of cinnamon coming through our
3: window here. Yeah, Can you smell that? It smells good, whatever it is. <laughs> it's
4: almost like some, some roasted almonds.
3: Second me and eight. Take out to the ball game. yeah <laughs> Second and eight from the 37 of Catholic Central here. Ten minutes left to play in a 10-7 De La Salle lead here in the third quarter. Declan Bile still has Mo Jaffer to his right hip here. Wants the junior up the middle. He plows forward for two or three more. That's going to make it third down in about five as he's just over the
4: 40-yard line. Down play by number so third and manageable here for the Shamrocks and we'll see do they give that ball to Jafer again do they throw the football do you see a play action pass a lot of different looks that the Shamrocks could go with here on this third and manageable but you need to pick up the first down uh, you wouldn't just likely not four down territory for the Shamrocks on their own 40
3: 9-17 and counting here Bile back in the gun he sends trips to his right for switches from his right to his left side here. Wants to throw as he's got the snap. Piles it over the middle. Sam Dursa can't hang on on the slant play. I think Dursa thought that he
4: was going to run a few more yards before Bile threw it to him. Well, that was a dart from Bile, but it was just a hair behind him. Dursa, if he catches that ball in front of him, you're talking 25-plus yard gain. Instead, it's on that back shoulder. Dursa has full momentum going forward. Unable to really make that full turn. He had a hand on it, just couldn't corral it in. And instead, the Pilots are going to get the football back here. After an early muff punt for Charlie
3: Mentzer, was more on the snap, he's done a great job his last few. Here's a line drive sputtering one. It was another low snap around knee-high. Stanley bobbles the return, and he's going to be shoved back to the 30-yard line. Boy, special teams rocky. For both of these teams here today, Adam Natochi able to get that tackle in the end on special teams here for Catholic Central as they pin De Salle back. It looks like they're going to mark it at the 29-ish with 8.54 to go and a 10-7 lead for the visiting
4: pilots here tonight. Uh, well, again, that's a case of Brett Stanley just trying to run a little too soon. Wait another second. He's able to cleanly play it and move forward. Instead, he kind of starts running and moving that momentum forward before he even had possession of the football. The Wildcat quarterback, J.C. Ford, is out there. He
3: wants to run to the right side. He's going to gain three yards.
4: Quickly, Jeremy, just an update in that Orchard Lake brother-rice game. 7-7 is that halftime score. We had that earlier in the first quarter. Scoreless second quarter. 7-7 ball game, so that's a good one. Again, a lot of implications in that matchup as well for both of those teams when you're looking at the prep bowl, things like that.
3: Second down and seven from the Pilots' 33-yard line. Ford is out there again, takes the direct snap, curves to his left a little bit, follows the hash marks for two more yards. Tackle play by number 75, Driven Guberinic. down low by Bruno Guberinich. the... Big guy to handle, 6'5", 265, the senior.
4: Well, it was a nice play by him because if he had not made that tackle, got that initial contact, I think Ford had plenty of room to get the first down and more. Third down and four.
3: Ford is still out there. He hands to Stanley, trying to stiff arm his men to the outside. Stays in bounds, and wow, he gains that first down as he turns one more corner to the 45-yard line and finally shifted out of bounds at around the 47. That was a heck of a job by Stanley. Number one to get the stiff arm. Number two to kind of stay in bounds as he had a hug the near sideline. Big time first down for the De La Salle offense. Well,
4: they're going to say that he stepped out of bounds at about the 43 Mm yard line instead of getting up to that 47 but either way it's a first down and you're right stanley able to get just turn it into that second gear turns the corner gets upfield the yards he needs and more for the first down Ford stays out there.
3: Stanley motions left. Are they going to throw it with Ford here? No. He's going to keep it on the ground up to the 45-yard line, up to the 47 for a gain of six on first down. But I like what they did there. Even Ford, he was standing more straight up than he normally has taking those
4: snaps, acting like he's going to throw it. He motioned out Stanley, but still ran it. (laughs) And, and Jeremy, it might not be tonight, but he is eventually going to throw that football. Yep, He's eventually going to make that throw. And teams need to respect it and be ready for it uh, because as soon as you don't, the pilots can hit you with it, and Ford's more capable of making that throw.
3: Bent down a little lower to receive this snap here. He fakes the handoff to Stanley, going to take it for himself, but the Shamrocks read it immediately and takes him down for a one yard loss. Bottom of the pile that time for the Shamrocks 24 Sean Field. the junior defensive end he's really shut down the run game quite well for the
4: shamrocks this year yes he has and that defensive line for the shamrocks in general they have done the best job of anybody in the central division in terms of that that inside contain not allowing for to break to the outside stanley's gotten a few runs to the outside upfield but that's only after breaking tackles
3: drogashi and a quarterback he's in the gun trips to his right Looks over to the sideline for an audible call here. Stanley, along his left hip, calls for the snap. Hard count here. He's got it now. Signals it out to the right side. It's into the hands of one of his targets, right around the sticks. Boy, that spot, that initial spot that they're giving him is pretty generous, and that's going to go for a first down.
4: Oh, uh, that was where Jan- that was where Janicic caught the football. After catching it to re-balance, he was pushed back after that first contact. I I would say that's probably a pretty fair spot. um, Because after contact, yes, he was brought down about a yard behind the line. After the catch, though, with the forward progress, I think the spot's right.
3: Into Catholic Central territory at the 47-yard line. They scrimmage from the far hash here. Back to pass, RPO left side, little screen pass completes. To the hands. Who got that? I believe that was Alton
4: McCollum. Seven on your roster. Is he wearing six tonight? Yeah, there's a couple you'll see. Like he doesn't have a name on the back of his jersey. A few guys in different jerseys tonight, uh, as the pilots have gotten a few new ones. So that's all. Little uh, little challenge for us up here in the booth, but we're making it work. Second down and one.
3: From the De La Salle 38-yard line here, trips to the right, Drogach still in there, Stanley to his left, back to pass, has the snap, rolls out to the right, and flattened! Even behind the original line of scrimmage, that's going to go down for nearly a 10-yard loss, right in his face, right away, was the defensive end Connor Dewan for a big-time sack at third and long.
4: Nice job done by the Shamrocks. LaSalle has it second and short. They go to pass the football. They put the pressure on. Drogosh with nowhere to go. Wisely just decides to eat and take the sack because if he throws it, there were just Shamrocks everywhere. Nice job by the defense. That's a big-time play, pushing them back into their own territory, right to midfield rather. See what the Pilots do on third and long.
3: Third and 12, faking the handoff, up the middle and to the right with the throw in the end, and that is incomplete. Jack Yanichik was the intended target, but to be honest, there was three or four Shamrocks around him, so he wasn't going to take that for a first down most likely anyway. It's fourth and 12 they will have to punt it away. Sam Dursa has had a little bit of trouble on receiving punts and kicks so far here today, so they'll send back the youngster. The 6'2 junior Owen Semp, I believe he's going to be good. Just hasn't had a lot of reps on the varsity level. Michael Bucci had a really high-hanging punt earlier. This one's going to flatten out at the 20-yard line, be returnable for Semp. He breaks a tackle right away, but after that, not much cooking as the pilot special teams unit was all over
4: that. Again, another one surprising that... uh, he didn't just let that go. Instead, picking it up right with Pilots in his face, able to turn it for a few positive yards. They'll be first down for the Shamrocks. They'll take it at their own 18. First down and
3: 10 from there, 10-7 in favor of De LaSalle. This is around where they started their drive that they brought all the way down the field in compact time. Bile hard counts and then looks over to the sideline for another play call here. Out there in the shotgun with Muhammad Jaffer, the number one back tonight, to his left hip with Danny Scott still out. Jaffer has nothing. That's going to be a loss of maybe one or two behind the line of scrimmage. Three or four pilots converging on him. Looks like Deontay Dandridge was the first man in the junior defensive back. Caliker was also in the area.
4: You know, Paul Kelliker, he's a nice story. Kid They got hurt last year, midway through the season. Was looking to have a nice, real strong junior campaign. Injury prevented that. He's been a nice defensive piece for the Pilots as a senior. Biles got the snap. Short pass over the middle to Connor Cohan.
3: He is caught by his shoestrings at the 20-yard line. Still a bit of stretch, maybe a yard or two more up to the 23. Gains back the lost yardage, and they're going to be four shy of the first down. Third and four coming up. They'll hurry up.
4: Yeah, he really extended as far as he could, but a nice job by Tyler Gerling. Did not give up on the play and make sure he got that tackle, preventing the first down. There was a lot of real estate up in front there if uh, he was able to break that tackle. Trips left
3: for Bile. Again, he hard counts, but doesn't snap the football. And he looks over the sideline for the play call. He's trying to catch these. Pilots jumping hasn't worked thus far today. Jaffer to his right. He wants to throw on third down. Dart up the middle. Jump ball. Dursa in the area. He can't make the catch beyond the first down. Sticks down the middle of the field. He leaped as high as he could. And now there's a pilot man down. Is that Gerling?
4: That is Tyler Gerling. He was a man covering on the play. Maybe he took an elbow or something to the... Uh, yeah, you just wonder. It looks like the wind maybe was just knocked out of him. He's going to get back to his feet. So fourth and four coming up as the
3: Shamrocks will likely punt it away here with 2-35 and 35 to go on the frozen clock in this third quarter. It's 10-7 to seven in favor of... Of the De La Salle pilots here. Alliance Catholic Credit Union has everything you need to manage your money, including a checking account that pays dividends, low rate loans, and a great mobile app. Alliance Catholic is actively involved in supporting Catholic schools, organizations, and parishes. The credit union champions education through scholarships and extensive financial literacy programs. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can join online in just minutes. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League, federally insured by the NCUA. The Shamrocks to punt it away at their own 10-yard line in a fourth and four here. No trickeration and a high hang time punt again by Charlie Menser and a fair catch is a must at the 33-yard line by Brett Stanley. Boy, is he recovered after the muffed snap that just dribbled into him. He kind of pancaked it down. It ultimately led to the first score of the ball game for the Pilots as they had a short field inside the 20-yard line but he's had some nice punts
4: since. Yes, he sure has. Clean snaps, good execution, and you're right. He has had some real nice punts and put the pilot's offense in a tough position to move the ball down the field.
3: 2.28 left to go in the third quarter. Three-point lead for G. LaSalle. They take the football back on their own. 35-yard line. J.C. Ford is out there to begin things here. Running to the right side, speeding through for a first down. He's across the 40, up to the 45-yard line, and finally walloped down, just shy of Shamrock territory at the 48-yard line. That's a good burst of speed that got him a lot of yards
4: in week one. Nice run on that right side, a good bounce off the right tackle, Tom Fedorchak, and J.C. Ford able to Get another first down for the Pilots. They'd love to put some points on the board here.
3: Single wideouts aside, packed in a tight formation, but Ford is the quarterback. He runs it, and it was a wall of blue and white headlined by 23 Jackson Ewald, the 5'10", 165-pound linebacker. And you talk to Dan Anderson, and he says, hey, look, those numbers don't jump out at you in terms of size and weight, But he plays much bigger than that.
4: Yeah, he does. And you see the combined effort of Ewald and Sean Field. They just get in there, strong hit. They stand J.C. Ford straight up, flatten him down, loss of one on the play. And the Shamrocks, again, you talk about that contain. Ford's going to get his runs. He's going to get his bursts. They've prevented the big one, and they've done a nice job in contain. Ford takes a low snap. Actually, like he's going to throw. He looks like he wants to. Tucks and
3: runs in the end as he had nowhere to go. And bottling him up behind the
4: line of scrimmage there is Connor Dewan. Do you think he was actually throwing there? Not sure. Looked like he was looking for it. Could have been a delay but with that pressure coming Ford was put in a bad spot didn't really have open space to move to and again just well sniffed out by the Shamrocks another 6 yard loss as it was already uh, 2nd and 11 now you're looking at 3rd and 17 as the clock winds down here in the 3rd quarter 44 seconds left in it. 3 point lead for the pilots
3: trying to get a big 3rd down conversion here Drogosh back out there in the gun, Stanley to his right hip trips to the left they look over to the sideline for the play
4: call. You Dan Roan calls them. Don't be surprised if they just hand this off to Brett Stanley here either, Jeremy. I'm with you. He switches to the left
3: tip. They do want to throw the pressure coming in. Drogosh slips out of it. He's got nowhere to go. Does get back to the line of scrimmage, but a great job to converge all the way around there by the Shamrocks. Finishing the playoff was Michael Baidu in the six-foot-tall 265-pound defensive tackle, but a good job from the backside as well by Connor Dewan to put on the pressure. Yeah,
4: again, Catholic Central bringing that pressure. They knew that the Pilots only had one play left in the third quarter, didn't want to give up the big third down play, and the Shamrocks will get the football back to start the fourth quarter. 10-7 lead for DeLaSalle, 12
3: minutes set on the clock for the fourth after this on the Patriot.
4: The CHSL
0: Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena
1: Heights University. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Sienna Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena. A Catholic university located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect.
0: Hugh Hewitt sees a confirmation of the next Supreme Court
10: justice. No one is questioning her abilities, her integrity, her temperament, and the like. She's going to be confirmed, America. She's going to be confirmed. Uh, and
0: that's going to be the story on this show from now until the time she is confirmed. And I'm sure Chairman Graham will get her through committee quickly. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot.
3: Pilots able to get a line drive pun off. It's going to take a bounce up to the 27-yard line, and that is where this Shamrocks offense will take it in their own territory. Down three with 11.49 to go, but a defensive stalemate so far in that third quarter of action. Declan Bile, the junior quarterback, back out there in the shot, going to begin things here in the fourth. Trips to the far side. They look to Mohammed Jaffer. On the first play, as he gains maybe a half yard, subtly up to around the 29-yard line there. It's second and virtually 10.
4: Line play has been strong for both of these teams, offensively and defensively. It's been very even, right? You've seen both defensive lines make plays, but you've also seen both offensive lines step up and create good running running room for their quarterbacks and or running backs.
3: Another tight formation for the Shamrocks. Three wide receivers bunched to the left side. Bile looking to throw right, though. Able to get a waddling pass out, but he was hit as he threw. Well, Caliker made the disruption, and also Mason Marican was in the area.
4: I'll tell you what, that play did not work out how Catholic Central wanted, but I love the play design. They run a pitch to the left side, a fake pitch, I should say. That then brings Bile to throw back normal easy to the right side guy was there just had pressure on his face didn't have enough time to make the play but that call i do really like it
3: 11 10 left in the frozen clock here in the 4 10 7 de la salle long look to the left sideline here for bile they might have to burn a timeout they don't look to be on the same page kevin glenn barking out the signals here in the near sideline the brand new offensive coordinator for this offense Former CFL player, Bile does get it off in time from the shotgun. Riles up a long throw to the far side. Wow. Where did he come from? That one looked like a for-sure pick at the start for De LaSalle, but then Billy Morphew came out of nowhere, not sure if he was the intended target or not.
4: You know, that play right there, Jeremy, that pass intended for Billy Morphew, and it looked like all the way it was going to be a De LaSalle interception. But then that ball almost like stopped in midair for just a half second. And Morphew's able to catch up with it. Nearly came up with it. That was darn near a perfect throw from Bile. And a big time first down. Instead, the Shamrocks are forced to punt. Fourth and nine. Ooh, De LaSalle
3: sent one man. And this is going to be a penalty. Making some contact with... Charlie Menser is Javon Williams. Now the question is, is it roughing or running into the punter? I think it's going to be running into. I'm with you from what it looked like. It was just subtle contact, but... So it is a running into the punter call. The penalty was declined. That can't be. The official waved to say it was declined. Why would they decline the penalty?
4: There's no benefit to that for CC. Wonder if that was just a an improper marking there from the official. Not sure. But it's going to be 1st and 10 for the Pilots. Looks like at their own 39. That's where they have it marked.
3: 10.55 left on the stop. Fourth quarter, 10.7 the lead. For La LaSalle, as we broadcast from the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast booth, Jeremy Otto alongside Brendan Johnson to bring the call so far here tonight. Trips left for Brady Drogosh. The throwing quarterback is out there. The young sophomore has Brett Stanley to his right. Motions Amanda man to the near sideline, wants to get a quick pass off, and it's picked off nearly by the Shamrocks at the 15-yard line. Boy, they had that in the bread basket. It was Sean Field, the junior charging defensive
4: end, who could have taken that to the house if he, he kept it. absolutely could have. And Drogosh, that's one of those, I, I get what he's going for. He has a guy wide open. With the pressure coming at him. If that shuffle pass is complete, that's definitely positive yardage. But with the risk, with the lead, in the fourth quarter, you just go down or you surefire throw that ball away.
3: Drogash calling for the snap. He has it now slow serving pass to the far sideline it's incomplete intended for Nichols again the sophomore target who's gotten a couple catches so far tonight it's 3rd and 10
4: he just overthrew him a little bit kind of rushed that throw You know, again you talk about a sophomore quarterback and Brady's got ultimate composure don't get me wrong but you have the shuffle pass that's nearly picked now you're on your heels a little bit fourth quarter playing with the lead throws that ball just a little too much Got to find a way to calm them down here. Gain some composure. You don't have to get a first down here. If you have to punt it away, a lot of time left in this football game. Make a smart throw.
3: Third down and 10 from their own 39-yard line. They move left to right. Botch snap, and just having to fall on it at the 30-yard line is Drogosh. My goodness, that nearly went the other direction. Catholic Central... Not really having many bodies around Drogach as he just fell on it so quickly and alertly. But it's going to be fourth and long. And again, D'Lassell will have to punt it away
4: so to a ten minutes and change to go in the fourth quarter. Your CC, you couldn't have asked. I mean, I guess you could get a turnover, right? But that's about as good as it's going to get. Short possession, three and out. Maybe even the pilot's feeling a little rattled after the possession. Another low snap. Bobbled in.
3: Bucci makes the most of it and is actually going to get a pretty good roll as the Shamrocks want no piece of it. Bounced first at the 40-yard line when Owen Semps said no way, and that curled 10 yards back to the middle of the field to the 30-yard line, and that is again where the Shamrocks will take it. Well, people ask me, what's a credit union? I tell them the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit, and you're not a customer You're a member with Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in just minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Jafer takes the handoff to the left side on first down as a scrimmage from the 30-yard line. Scanders to his left for a 2-yard gain. He's up to the 32 with 9.36 left on that running clock. It's 10-7 DeLassell. At the moment, but Gilles, or Brother, goodness, Catholic Central trying to put say, together a drive. Jeremy, here. the CC
4: <laughs> community is going to come after you if you accidentally say brother again. <laughs> Single
3: wideouts on the other side. Bile has the shotgun snap, phase back, darts one down the middle of the field. Oh, he had Owen oh, Semp breaking free from the one man against him at the 30-yard line. Couldn't make the catch as it's Goodendles 10 yards down the field
4: to the right. Jeremy, that's the second pass now in a row. This goes back to the last possession as well, where Bile has had all day to throw the football. The Pilots really dropping back, maybe more of a bend-don't-break kind of approach. Not necessarily trying to bring the house. Instead, trying to make sure they keep that football in front of them. Stanley was there. Right, so he, he he defended that pass pretty well, but Biles had all day to make a throw. Two men back in the secondary for
3: the pilots at the 43 wants to throw again. Lost the snap at first, gets it back quickly, darts one over the middle. Maybe a little bit too hot again at midfield. Incomplete intended for Cam Davenport. Also making a bid for it five yards in front of the play it was double three Will Beasley who's got some pretty good hands at that position. It was
4: hard to tell if Beasley got any kind of deflection on it or not. I don't think he did, but he was darn close. And he knew he was close to picking that football.
3: Brett Stanley, the lone man, back to receive this punt. That barely took a minute. Oh, another bobbled snap by Charlie Mentzer, able to get things off, and... Again, not really returnable for Brett Stanley as there was a crowd of blue jerseys rushing in his face. It would have bounced down at the 38-yard line in between the hash marks, and that is where Deed LaSalle will take this back. Boy, I'm not sure I thought we'd see this in the second half after what we saw kind of at the end of the first.
4: Yeah, it's been a stalemate. Two very good defenses going on in here, Jeremy. And both teams really able to capitalize. Well, the Pilots able to capitalize on some CC mistakes. Catholic Central puts together a great drive late in the second quarter, right before halftime. Been a defensive showdown here in the second half.
3: First down and 10 from the La Salle. 39-yard line here on the near hash as they move left to right across your radio dial in the fourth quarter. Trying to clinch on to a 10-7 lead here. Looking to go 2-1 on the season. Boy, would that be big after their start for his brother Rice. The Wildcat quarterback J.C. Ford is out there. He gets the snap, rolls to the left, onto the edge of the blue Shamrock logo. At the 44-yard line, gains a solid three or
4: four on first three. down. Call it four. 30, it's second 30, 30, 30. and six. No surprise to see Ford come out to start this drive, right? You'd like to have that football in the hands of a senior. Somebody, again, just keep that composure. And, of course, Ford's a running quarterback. He got the lead. Let that clock run. See if he can get some first downs. Ford
3: does it again. Takes the ball right side. Men at the line of scrimmage this time. Catholic Central rented all the way. Bottom of the pile, once again, Jackson Ewald. Sean Field was there as well. And with forward progress, they're actually going to say he gained a half yard. Just shy of the 45-yard line, it's third and a long
4: five. Now We'll see what the pilots decide to do here. It looked like that, that last run was designed to go up the middle. Ford tried to bounce it to the outside, and he was only able to gain a yard. Two
3: wideouts right. J.C. Ford trying to hard count this front four for Catholic Central. They didn't move a muscle. Calls for it now in that crouch position, which he usually does to run. He looks for that opposite side of the field. Just nothing there as the Shamrocks continue to read him bouncing, bouncing, bouncing to the left in front of his own bench. They... Wallop him down for no gain. They'll have to punt it away again. Who would have thought? (laughs) With a fourth and
4: five with seven minutes to go, still in the fourth. Going back and forth. The pilots again. They take. I mean, these last possessions have all been in that minute to minute and a half. Three and out punt the football. Three and out punt the football. And and now it's just a matter of whichever team is able to not just go three and out, whichever team's able to put together a drive. Looks like they're going to win this football game.
3: Owen Semp. And Jay for back deep here for the Shamrocks. Actually, that was Semp and Bakita. It's Semp who does take it on a fair catch. Didn't have a great read on it as he shaded down to one knee by the time he caught that football at the 24-yard line. And that's where the Shamrock offense will take it back. 6.54 left to play in this fourth quarter. Mid-Mortgage Lending sponsors your keys to the game every game can lend their keys to your new
4: house. Contact them today for pre-approval. What do you think it is on this drive here for Catholic Central? The key is you got to get some first outs. Even if you don't score on this drive, I mean, you'd like to. It's late in the game. You need to put points on, but you can't go three and out again. And could we have a timeout to slow this down? Uh, It's a flag. No, it looks like it's going to (laughs) be encroachment against the Pilots. Early jump, looked like maybe Noah Dobbs.
3: That's something that Dan Roan was frustrated about after week one, but he said, hey, look, our turnovers were limited to just one week two and three penalties, which was much better. They just want to continue to build upon that. And in a game where they were a little bit discombobulated for a number of reasons, they got there later than they wanted to, it's understandable to have some penalties, especially given the climate of what this season is. Bile takes a shotgun snap at a first and five, hands it off right side. mode Jafer crosses the 30-yard line, zigzags two in front of his sideline over there, and just about a yard shy of a first down as he's just shy of the
4: 33. You know, Jeremy, that penalty hurts, and it's just five yards, but where the Catholic Central offense has really struggled to gain yards here in the second half, to give them five free ones and maybe an easier an opportunity to get a first down those are little confidence boosters and momentum builders that you hate to give the opposing offense uh, if your defense trying to battle with the lead late in the fourth quarter bile again
3: fakes like he's gonna snap it then takes a long look over to the sideline to kevin Glynn for the play call he's got it now a little bit of a bobbled snap in midair he Handled it perfectly, but the play doesn't turn out all too perfect. It was a run by for up the middle, brought down for no gain, and now it's third and one. You might see Connor Bell,
4: the grinding back, come in here. I was going to say, you see him calling for their strong look. Bring in the big guns here on third and short. They are going to do everything they can to push forward. You just got to be careful if you're the pilots. Make sure you got an eye looking deep, even though... This one's going to be a run forward. Maybe a little classic
3: wham here in the 76th annual Boys Bowl. Off to the back to Cotter bound. It doesn't look like he got it. He is whiffed at the line of scrimmage. What a push! By the Pilots to get up there quickly. On the bottom of the pile and hobbling a little bit is Mason Murrigan, but the sophomore defensive lineman
4: came up with the biggest stop of the game as the Shamrocks are forced to punt it away in a fourth and one. Mason Murigan has done a real nice job the sophomore defensive end, Jeremy, as you mentioned, but yeah, CC basically goes like a traditional wham look. They might have even lost a half a yard on the play. That's a great stop by the Pilot defense. They look
3: for a big-time punt from Charlie Menser here in a three-point deficit. Under five minutes to go. Line drive wobbler goes to Stanley. Returnable just in front of the 40-yard line. He surveys his options, trying to cut to the left side. He is brought down on the near hash, though, at the 45-yard line by this Shamrock special teams unit. That's Braden Courser, the sophomore linebacker, who makes a tackle. Now... The Pilots looking to grind down this clock at 5 or 4.36 remaining here
4: in the fourth. That's a big-time stop. you got to find a way to move the ball here if you're Salle. You cannot go three and out again. Eventually, CC is going to put that ball in the air, and they're going to find a way to score. you got to find a way to put points on the board if you're De is possession, or at minimum, work that clock and bury the Shamrocks deep in their own territory.
3: No surprise as JC Ford, the Wildcat quarterback, leads the offense back out there. We've seen him hand it off, I don't know, four or five times today to Brett Stanley. He's also faked a couple throws. Looks like he wanted to potentially throw on one here in the second half. He's got a first down intent 10 from his own 45. Stanley gets the hand off left side. Boy, did he have to really curve the edge to get anything there. Great read by the Shamrocks galloping him down to the far sideline. Dursa, along with Sean Field, kind of in the area the whole time. Peter pattered his way into bounds for a gain of one at second and nine.
4: Stanley has had to do a lot of east and west running to get north and south, right? A lot of east and west to find his way north. That time breaks way to the outside just to get a yard. Twins right. Extra tight end to the
3: left to block and a run here. And the direct snap from JC Ford. He plows it over the left hash for a gain of two just shy of catholic central territory to the 49 yard line and now it's a third and six Mm. it's not a lot of answers offensively right now
4: no the pilots are saying hey listen we're going to run this football again we're going to kill as much clock as we can and if we don't get the first down we're going to put the faith back in our defense The Shamrock fans
3: below us in limited capacity rumbling the stands. You can feel it up in the press box here. Third and six, J.C. Ford, right side run. He's got hardly any space. He does bust into Catholic Central territory at the 49-yard line, and Dan Anderson's going to burn his first timeout of this second half as well. It's a fourth and three when we get back. 340 left on the clock, still a three-point lead for De La Salle, you got to think of punts coming up when we get back.
0: The CHSL game of the week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and The Student Connection.
4: I want to share something with you from Carl Sagan. Here it is, quote, One of the saddest lessons of history is this. If we've been bamboozled long enough, we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle. We're no longer interested in finding
8: out the truth. The bamboozle has captured us. It's simply too painful to acknowledge, even to ourselves, that we've been taken.
0: The John McCullough Show, weekday evenings at 6 on The Patriot. Four down
3: and four for the Pilots. Big-time play. They line up to go for it inside Catholic Central territory with a three-point lead and 3.40 to go. Will they actually? It's going to be a pooch punt by Drokash as he backed up a couple yards. And in the end, this is going to work out as the punt rolls at the 19-yard line, obviously with nobody back there for Catholic Central because they weren't expecting a punt. And you got to play like they're going for it until they don't. In that situation.
4: Yeah, prevents a return. CC will take over at their own 18. And Dan Roan saying, hey, I'm putting faith in my defense. Catholic Central with two timeouts left.
3: The touch this game hasn't looked the same for Declan Bile, but all it takes is a couple deep heaves, and you're tied, or you get yourself a winning touchdown. If they are able to get... Down far enough, and with two timeouts and three thirty-three to go with an arm like Bile, you gotta feel pretty good if you're Catholic Central. They gotta start it out good though. Wow. Violent whipping tackle as they take down Blaquita who got the handoff. He was in the backfield that time with or was that a Wildcat? Did he take that himself? No, no. I think Blakita may have taken that snap. Yeah, I think
4: it was Blakita who took it.
3: And gains seven yards. Second down and a long three. 3.05 to go. Trip to the right. Biles got the snap. Hands it off to his left. Big bursting room for Jafer. Scatters at the 40-yard line. He might have it. To the 30 on the other side. To the 20. One man protecting him. He's going to shove him into the left side of the end zone. Shocking. The Shamrocks take a lead.
4: Wow. You know, I was going to say, Jeremy, right off the initial run, a great hole there for Jaffer, able to break through. Nice job by the offensive line, and he's able to convert. Gets to the second level. Nobody was going to catch him, and I think the pilots in the back of their mind are thinking, hey, eventually they're going to try to throw this ball deep. They're trying to make sure they're prepared for the pass, and Jaffer says, don't forget about me. Catholic Central is their first lead of the ballgame.
3: 82-yard scamper down the left side, and it took a surge around the 40-yard line to get him into the second level, and he might need some oxygen after that, but he'll take it. Big time, big time run by Mohammed Jaffer. Skying the extra point through is Charlie Menser, and just like that, the Shamrocks have a 14-10 lead. That's another Santa Heights University touchdown. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. Wow. Four point lead for CC. Still 250 left for D. LaSalle with three timeouts. More after this on the Patriot.
0: The CHSL game of the week is sponsored by Siena Heights University
8: Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB in this station. This is WDTK Detroit, The Patriot.
3: You blink, you missed it. It's a four-point lead for Catholic Central, 82-yard touchdown run by the number two back to start the year. He has moved into that number one position. He did not get a lot of reps at the end of the first game when Danny Scott went down in the first half because he plays a lot on defense, but they've realized, hey, we need him, especially here today where Bile hasn't been his sharpest, but it doesn't matter ultimately now as they have a four-point lead with 250 to go. Still three timeouts remaining for the Shamrocks, or for the uh, Pilots, I beg your pardon. Two for the Shamrocks, as the Pilots will see that kickoff spin into the end zone, the sixth touchback of the year for Charlie Menser, his first tonight. First down and 10 on the 20 yard line. Now they're kind of forced into throwing it a little bit at least mm-hmm. with Brady Drogosh. Yeah,
4: you're going to probably see Brady Drogosh take the field here for the Pilots. and You, know, you, you don't got to force the issue right away, but you got to move that ball upfield. You got to find a way to convert first downs. You, you can't afford to try to punt and use your timeouts to get the ball back. This is the drive. This is the drive got to find a
3: way. Dan Rohn thinks he has a live arm. He's just been working with him at using his lower half a little bit more. Using that full body motion to try to get some more in it. Let's see if that pays off here. First down and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Man in motion to the backfield. They're going to fake pitch it to him, and that pass is waddled it down on the big-time
4: swats
3: off the hands of Sean Field. He's wreaked havoc all night long defensively for the Shamrocks. It's incomplete.
4: That Shamrock defensive line has been very, very good, and they put pressure on. They've been able to bat down passes, and they have made life tough for Brady Drogosh and J.C. Four, Doesn't matter who's taking those snaps for the Pilots. 2.45 left on the frozen clock. It's a four-point lead for Catholic Central
3: here. Trips to the left as D. LaSalle communicates with the line what the play call is. Both these teams have gone no huddle throughout this game. That's not a surprise for D. LaSalle at all. Short pass just in front of the line of scrimmage on the far sideline is incomplete. Devin Smelter
4: the intended target third and ten well actually i think that time again it was for tristan nichols he made him leave his feet and that's the thing drogash has been throwing that ball a little bit high trying to avoid an interception and nichols can get up and get it but if he has time to land that's great if he doesn't it's tough to leap make that catch and come down with it third and ten 240 to go Here in the game,
3: LaSalle leading a first down and a touchdown. That's over the head again of Nichols. The sophomore wide receiver targeted two times in a row. Fourth down territory, you'd think, but no. They're going to send out the kicking unit with three timeouts left, so they're going to try to get a stop with 2.36
4: remaining here in the fourth quarter. Again, good to see if your defense can try to hold. you got three timeouts to work with. It's not ideal. You would have loved to have found a way to, uh, to move that football, but try to play the field position game, use your timeout to get the football back.
3: Michael Bucci had a 63-yard punt against Brother Rice. This one much shorter, sputtering to the 49-yard line. Back to receive it is Owen Semp. He called for the fair catch as he went down to two knees to make sure he secured it. And that is where the Shamrocks will try to put this game on ice. Three timeouts remaining for Dee LaSalle. 2.28 to go in the ball game. Catholic Central has a 14-10 lead. Maybe we'll see the wham again down the stretch here. Let's see.
4: Yeah, is just going to run that football, you'd have to think. But don't be surprised if Declan Bile puts it in the air, maybe some short passes, move the chains once or twice. That would seal the deal here. They do come out in the spread. Bile in the shotgun. Jaffer to his
3: left hip. He's the reason why the Shamrocks lead it. 82-yard touchdown down the near side late in this fourth quarter. Trips left. Cam Davenport to the immediate left. We haven't called out his name much at the wide receiver spot. Not as
4: much as we would have expected going into this game. That's for sure.
3: Or Sam Dursa, He's the guy that's been pretty dynamic there as well. And now we've got a delay of game against Catholic Central. Did they call a timeout? No, it's going to be delay of game. Okay. You could hear the coaches audibly to our right yes. in the Catholic Central booth, not happy about things, to say the least.
4: Well, in every yard you have to push back hurts. A, that helps the Pilots in terms of getting a stop, but B, if you're De LaSalle and you do force that punt, you want to push the Shamrocks as far back as you can to help your field position.
3: Michael Ramirez, the tight end in motion to the right side. He's an extra blocker here for Jaefer, who has a first down carry stuffed at the line of scrimmage for no gain. And the pilots are not gonna burn any of their timeouts quite yet. There's no two minute warning in high school. Two ten to go in the
4: ball game, still three left with the pilots down four. So De La has not used a timeout yet. Surprising that they did not take one there. But Coach Rowan may be trying to save one for that offensive possession if they get it back.
3: A scrimmage just to the left of the far hatch. Bile on the shotgun. The lone back Mohamed Jafford's been that way quite a bit here tonight. CC will take as long as they can to snap this football. It's down to 141. Here's the snap. Off to the left on a run to Jafer. Going to keep that clock moving the legs churning. He's across midfield. That's the original line of scrimmage. Up to the 45. He kept it moving all the way to the 42-yard line. And DeLaSalle forced to burn a timeout here. It's going to be a third and four with a buck 28 left in the game. CC still up four trying to put the game on ice. A first down might just do it.
4: Yeah, first down would end this ballgame. There's no doubt. If you're De La you got to get a stop, call a timeout. If you're Catholic Central, you're likely punting that football, trying to pin the pilots deep. Minute to go with one timeout from inside the five. That might be the best case scenario for De La right now. Now,
3: stick around for our post game show here on The Patriot. We'll name the Student Connection Player of the Game. Uniquely designed for success, any subject, any grade,
12: anywhere.
3: Third and four is a scrimmage from their own, or from the De La Salle 43 yard line now. 14 to 10. The Catholic Central lead. Two timeouts left aside with a buck 28 left in the contest. Spread formation again. It's Bile out there in the shotgun. Schaefer the lone running back to his right hip. One of the tight ends, Cohan, shifting to the left side of the line. That means they run that direction. Jaffer has the corner at the 40-yard line, stuffed down at the 38, but that's two yards in front of the first down, Sticks, and Catholic Central will likely celebrate here. The clock stops until the chains move and are set. They're set now, and the official winds it. De La LaSalle going to use their second to last time out here. Now they just need to come up with a miracle to come back in this game with a minute 15 left.
4: Yeah, it looks like Catholic Central, again, barring a turnover, is going to hold on and win this football game. And Jeremy, we talked about it. Both teams going three and out. Whichever offense was able to break free and not even just score, but just extend a possession beyond a three and out. Was likely going to find a way to finish this game victorious. And the second half, the pilot offense really stalled. Unable to move the football. That's a large credit to that Catholic Central defense. And let's be real here. Outside of the one big break. CC did not move the football very much in the second half either. Really not much in this ball game. They had a great drive down the first half. They had a really nice 75-yard touchdown run, and that's proven to be enough. Paddle of two great defenses. CC offense able to do just enough here today.
3: A minute 15 left. CC has it on their own 37-yard line. Jaffer gets a run as he dives to the right side, and all Salle can do in a first down. is use their last time out, he gained about two yards as Dan Roan signals to the official that he wants to burn it here. 2-0 coming into this game Catholic Central. 1-1 for De LaSalle. It's going to be quite the 3-0 and start for the Shamrocks. and They may feel that execution wasn't at its best in the last two weeks, but whatever you can do to come out and win.
4: No doubt about that, and the win today is going to help Catholic Central likely clinch the Prep Bowl as well.
3: Won't get any easier. They face Orchard Lake St. Mary's on the road next week, then River Rouge here at home week five, and the Prep Bowl wherever that may be. Right.
4: (laughs) So now if Orchard Lake wins that game today, CC and Orchard Lake uh, would be playing for whoever wins to go to the Prep Bowl. If Brother Rice wins today, CC will clinch with this win.
3: The Shamrocks back out there in their blue jersey with the white numbers. And the 76th annual Boys Bowl game, historically played on a Sunday afternoon. We kick off 7 o'clock on a Saturday here. Chief for left side run. He plows forward for a couple more. Up just shy of the 30-yard line here with a minute exactly remaining. And that's going to make it a third down five.
4: So CC will have to uh, take up will have to run a third down play but that'll be the last play of the ball game.
3: For
4: the Shamrocks wouldn't be surprised if you just take a knee and call it a ball game. 39
3: seconds left on the clock here. Dan Anderson And his black zip up here with the khaki pants. Has a big pat on the back for his quarterback, Declan Bile, as he is going to burn a timeout with 24 seconds left. He's got one left, I believe, now. One left with 24 seconds left, and a four-point lead. Some of the Shamrocks hugging and exchanging congratulatory remarks here on the sideline in front of us. Trying to start the season 3-0, and which for a lot of
4: teams coming into what's been a crazy preparation year, it tough got to feel do. pretty good. Oh yeah, very impressive. And I mean, you look at the road for the Shamrocks. Harper Woods, Brother Rice, De La Salle. That is not an easy three games to start a season where you've had the limited preparation and you're continuing to expand your offense. Job well done today by the Shamrocks, no doubt.
3: Declan Bile and company into victory formation. He takes a snap, puts that right knee down, and the Shamrock's able to finish the deal here tonight. The clock's still ticking at 12 seconds, but they're streaming out of the field. And all kinds of congratulations here today. The big-time play, play of the game was a run on the left side that went 82 yards for Mohammed Jaffer, the number two back who... Probably thought coming into this season he'd see more time at the safety position. He's really good there. Has a great nose for the ball on defense. But he is needed at this offensive spot at least. For now, they heard pretty good news on Danny Scott. He went to the doctor the other day, and it is a partial tear in his knee. But the doctor was surprised at how good it looks. So they expect to get him back in a week or two. And that will be a big addition because maybe that allows... Jafer to play a little bit more defensively, but the way he's running the football right now, you might want to keep him for a few more snaps Uh, on offense,
4: huh? Yeah, I think you've got a spot for him. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, yeah, Jafer does a tremendous job. You see the Shamrocks celebrating, winning the Boys' Bowl. An impressive feat tonight, no doubt about it. That's a big-time win. Two very good schools, very good teams. And, Jeremy, these are two teams that I think we're going to be covering Deep into the playoffs because they are both so talented, especially defensively, that they're going to be a tough, tough outcome playoff time. But the Shamrocks, they come out on top today.
3: 14 to 10 is the lead for Catholic Central. Here as the clock strikes zeros in our second Catholic High School League football game of the week of this week. We'll name our student connection player of the game. Also look at our mid mortgage lending keys to the rest of the season for these two teams. When we get back here on the Patriots,
0: stick with us. The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University.
12: We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject any grade anywhere the student connection uniquely designed for success the StudentConnect.com.
11: sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities to listen to respect to understand to practice common decency to have competition without contentiousness sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
5: Chris Sabonic, broker at Mitten Mortgage Lending here with a special offer for our veterans. From now through Veterans Day, we're offering a half-point discount on all VA streamlined refinance loans. Rates for these refinances are in the low 2%. These streamlines are super fast. We close them on average in under one week without an appraisal, and we don't need income or asset documentation. Give us a call today at 734-922-2252 or find us online at mittenloans.com. Stay
0: tuned for the post-game show. Next on the Patriot, Mike Gallagher explains that racism is racism. There is this belief, this blind mindset, that you can't exhibit any kind of racism if you're a minority, and it's 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 nuts. It's a, it's a goofy, bizarre, out of body belief. It defies all common sense and all logic. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot.
4: Thank you. Well, Very some much. people ask me, what was the final score of that Catholic Central deal La Sal game. That final was 14-10 Catholic Central wins the boys bowl here tonight but you know what else people ask me jeremy they ask me what is a credit union and i tell them the same as a bank but it's not there to make a profit and you're not a customer you're a member with alliance catholic credit union members share the catholic faith so in addition to having everything needed to manage your money alliance catholic does things like sponsor the catholic high school league provide scholarships for catholic students Offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in minutes. Again, that's AllianceCatholic.com, federally insured by the NCUA. Some telling
3: stats here in the second half for Catholic Central. First year in the fourth quarter, they had the ball for 7 minutes and 21 seconds, which was long enough to... Secure a 14-10 victory over the Pilots here tonight in our Catholic League Game of the Week. Jafer, 22 rushes for 171 yards, including the 82-yard score down the near sideline to put the Shamrocks on top bile today. Maybe not, uh, you know, if they expected to win versus the Pilots, the numbers you'd expect, but 7 of 18 for 80 yards here tonight. Everybody did enough on the Shamrock side to make sure they remain undefeated here today.
4: Yeah, no doubt about that. It starts up front, Jeremy, with the line play on both sides of the football. They were very, very good. And you saw it. On that big-time Jafer fourth-quarter touchdown run, the offensive line created a great hole for him to get through. He's able to get to that second level. His breakaway speed is able to secure his touchdown up that near-sign line, but it starts with the offensive line doing their job, right? And then you talk defensively. Pressure was put on the quarterbacks all day, whether it be Brady Drogosh or J.C. Ford, and again, The Shamrocks contained the big play. The Pilots were not able to rip off that big play that they did versus both Brother Rice and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So if you're able to contain the big play, if you're able to limit the ability of J.C. Ford, I mean he ran the football nicely today, but, but he had 60 plus yard runs in both of the first two games. He did not have that tonight. That was a big difference maker as well. So the defense did a real nice job for Catholic Central. You got to give credit to the Pilots as well. De La controlled this game until that touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Even when CC went on that late drive in the second quarter right before halftime, De La was still in control of the ball game. They had a 10 7 lead, but back and forth, really stale offense throughout the second half. CC breaks away, they take the lead. Uh, and and unless if something drastic was going to change, you kind of knew that that might be the ball game. Time to take a
3: look at the Student Connection player of the game. Uniquely designed for success. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. What do you think?
4: Oh, I think this is easy, Jeremy. Muhammad Jaffer was the difference maker tonight. Again, steps in, and we talked a lot about Danny Scott and how Catholic Central misses him. There was no doubt, anytime you have a senior captain running back on the field, I I think you're going to take that, but jafer stepped up again in a big way tonight you know bile faced some pressure he missed a couple throws he had he, we had the turnover not that bile the turnover but cc had the turnover early in the game with the punt and jafer was a guy that they could consistently rely on he was able to get yards after contact break through some tackles uh, and extend plays extend drives and then he has the big one jafer was the reason they scored Uh, on that drive to end the first half. He might not have gotten the touchdown, but he was the reason they scored. He got them into great position. And then, obviously, the big run. The game-winning touchdown run. A heck of a game for the junior running back. and uh, Even though, yeah, he might not be the guy that was number one on the depth chart going into this year, he had to be pretty excited the way he stepped up and the fact that not only do you have him this year, but he's going to be back again next year. Biles is going to be back again next year. Really promising stuff for Catholic Central.
3: Take a look at our Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard, some other big games going on around the Catholic High School League in a little bit. also look at some keys to the rest of the season for these two teams when we get back right here on the Patriots. Stick with us.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Alliance Catholic Credit Union and The Student Connection.
6: There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main Campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic University in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you.
9: Hey, Warrior fans, Sean Bellegian here inviting you to join us each and every Saturday for 16 weeks right here on your Home for the Warriors, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot is at 1 o'clock. We jump back on the highway. The Road Warriors return trip to that magical run in 2011. Relive every moment right here on your home for the Warriors FM 101.5 and AM 1400.
7: The Patriot.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week post game show continues next.
7: Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick us up on the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at Radio.com.
2: Time
3: to take a peek at your Lions Catholic Credit Union scoreboard report here. Some other big games going on around the Catholic High School League. Loyola and Cranbrook kicked off earlier. That was the first game of the year for Cranbrook. Tough situation for them overall, losing their head coach before the season started. and No doubt about that. Just having to come into a, a, a hard season all the way around. No matter how it ends up, wins and losses, it, it's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. They lost a pretty tight one to Loyola today, 26 to 13 the final score in that one our game of the week tonight de la salle holding on or catholic central holding on to a 14 to 10 lead i should say here tonight to take the game everest collegiate on the road up north at maple city glen lake picking up a pretty big victory 19 to 14 there that's wow. a glen lake squad that uh, lost to monroe st mary catholic central 7 nothing in the mm-hmm. division 6 State Championship last year, and we're watching a live stream right now of Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Brother Rice It's 7-7 with, what is that, 16 seconds left?
4: 16 seconds left. Rice has it second down and long, but uh, they're at about the, what, 15-yard line. So Rice knocking on the door late in the ballgame. We'll keep you updated on that. Looks like they might just settle for a field goal here uh, as on second down. They just do a little run and slide. So Rice is going to have an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal. Well, they're going to have to snap it one more time, or at least it looks like they will. They spike it because they don't have a timeout. We'll keep you updated as we're live on the air here. But going back to this game, Jeremy, um, you know, one thing that I will say for the pilots, there was a big question mark around the secondary today and how the secondary would handle the CC passing game. I think Salle can definitely look at that as a positive to say that they did a very nice job. Not many big plays Made in the passing game by Catholic Central, uh, they were burned on the ground. That's that's where they lost. And to be quite honest, when you have a talented offensive line and a talented running back like Catholic Central has, you allowed a big run and you allowed one really successful drive. That that's the key. But for Catholic Central, their defense was that much better. That that's all they needed their offense to do. That was a grinded out Catholic League football game, and it's funny. Both teams talking about. No huddle, up-tempo, different offense. That was as traditional of a Catholic League game as you're going to get. Grind it out, 14-10, Catholic League football at its finest.
3: Well, this marks the middle point of the season. Only six weeks in this regular season this year with the condensed schedule just picking up right from week four. So we'll kind of talk about the implications for both of these two teams going forward. Also give you a final result if there is one, unless they go into overtime in the Orchard Lake-St. Mary's and Brother Rice game when we get back here on The Patriots.
0: The CHSL Game of the Week is sponsored by Siena Heights University- and Alliance Catholic Credit Union.
13: Hey everyone, Matt Horvath here from Mitten Mortgage Lending and Boys Varsity Basketball Coach at Divine Child High School. At Mitten Mortgage, we offer some of the lowest rates in the area with no additional junk fees in your closing costs. Our bankers will be there every step of the way from the application to the closing table. Reach out to us today at 734-922-2252 or fill out an application at apply or also check out our reviews on Google or Facebook.
3: NMLS 1723481.
13: The
0: CHSL Game of the Week post-game show continues next
4: Well, giving an update from that Brother Rice Orchard Lake St. Mary's game. Brother Rice just knocked in a field goal with under five seconds to play and the Warriors are going to defeat the Eaglets 10-7, to another low-scoring Catholic League game at its finest. But what does that mean? That means that the Shamrocks have clinched their spot into the prep bowl and a share of the Central Division regular season title, Jeremy. On a
3: shortened year, you've got to do everything you can to win these early games to have a chance to do that because
4: most teams, if not in week two, week one was a league game for most. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you think about for De La Salle, they're, they're, they played three games. They went one and two, but both of their losses were by one, were one possession games, and, and it was Rice-Orchard-Lake-CC. That's the first three games of the year. That's not easy. Now, credit to Catholic Central, right? They're 3-0 in their first three games are Harperwood's brother Rice-De La Salle. And I mean, Cell gave CeCe everything they had tonight. You can't knock them on that. The defense played well. The big play in the fourth quarter ends up being the difference. you got to give credit, though, to the Shamrock defensive line. They limited what the Pilots could do offensively today. DLSL struggled to run the football. Brett Stanley, he was able to make plays after contact. He was able to get upfield. But it's tough when you've got to run east and west, and you're running eight, nine yards east or west just to gain a few to get north. You can't do that consistently and win football games. And that's, again, just a credit to the talent and the skill of that Catholic Central defensive line. Other than that, CC secondary wasn't tested all too much. Lassell had success in the short passing game. Brady Drogosh is still finding his way. Very talented sophomore quarterback. And today he was really, I think, just trying to make decisions to avoid making mistakes and it was almost, uh, you could kind of say, like a playing, you know, not to lose. He was trying to throw the ball to Tristan Nichols. He throw it a little bit high. Tristan can go up and make that catch, but that's tough when you got a defender right there hitting you as your hand hits that football. So in space. That can work. In tight coverage, you got to find a way to get that a little lower, closer to the numbers, uh, and trust that your receiver will go to the football and make that catch.
3: Well, quickly, let's hit on our Mitten Mortgage lending keys to the second half for these two teams. Mitten Mortgage can help you land the keys to your new house. Contact them today for a pre-approval. For sound, what do you think?
4: Well, you know, it, 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 you're talking about now keys going forward after this game. Yep. Well, you got to just keep your head up. you got three games left. And the one thing that Salle can continue to pride on is, yeah, they're 1-2, and two, but they're 1-2 and two with those two losses being by a combined six points. Not that there's a consolation, but you were right in it. And they know that they could have won that week one game, and they know that they could have won tonight. So for Salle, here's the positive thing. Division Two is a very winnable division. And typically it's tough. Yeah. Typically you have you know, Detroit, Martin Luther King, and Oak Park and Muskegon and Brother Rice and it's tough, but division 3 really got flooded with some teams to where I mean division 2's got a few a few games to get through, but the pilots have a very real chance. For Catholic Central, you got to find a way to move the ball a little bit more on offense. Right your offensive line play was good. You got to find a way to to throw it starts with a throwing game. Declan Biles has been good. Tonight he didn't do a ton because that pilot defense contained him. If they can throw the football and add that element, this is a CC team that goes from they're going to be a tough out to, uh, hey, they can win the state title. Well, we thank everybody for tuning in here today. Week three is over. Week four is next,
3: and we're into the second half of the season already. Stay tuned to PatreonDetroit.com and at CHSL on WDTK on Twitter for who we're covering next week. It's really a week-by-week thing because of the situation. For Alex Westfall, Brian Belaski, Brendan Johnson, my broadcast partner here tonight, I'm Jeremy Otto. We'll see you for week four. Have a great night, everybody.
0: Been listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Siena Heights University, The Student Connection, and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Follow us on Twitter for updates and upcoming games at CHSL on WDTK. Stay tuned to FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot.